We're live. We're live. Hey, everyone, and welcome to a very special episode of the Nerdy Up North podcast. It's a nerdy podcast, and it's hosted by Northern Nerds. I am one of your hosts, Sam. And I'm the other host, Paul. On this special episode, we are joined by the wonderful Dan from uh, another nerdy uh, Facebook group website, Blade um, and Marvelous, if you've actually, I'm sure <laughs> everyone's in. And I'm getting tongue-tied already, so that's always a good start. <laughs> But yes, uh, so we are joined this week um, by a very special guest, and we are excited to basically talk all about it. So, and we are going to do talk a little bit about horror as well because I, I know she is a bit bit of a horror fan. So we always do get the guests uh, to start off and tell us a little bit about yourselves. I know we're going to talk a lot about yourself, but give us a little introduction <laughs> there. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> that is the existential question we all try to answer, in, isn't it? Um, <laughs> I am Dan. I'm 42. I usually have very purple hair and um, I'm a big nerd. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a love of horror and all things weird and alternative and way far away from what people think is the normal. But if it, I just enjoy being weird. Oh, you're, it really? in good, you're in such good company. <laughs> yes. Because I no. am the worst. <laughs> in many ways in one. So, yes. Yeah, I really am. <laughs> but no, um, so I, I know you've, like, the, the Blaine Marvis Facebook page has been around for quite a number of years now. So when did you get started there? Oh, well, the business itself has been running for about 14 years. It's been wow. In, yeah. Um, I've been many incarnations throughout the years. Like, we, we were jewellery at one point, just strictly handmade jewellery then we went on to clothing Mm. and then I was dead against doing clothing ever again because of all the returns and having to sort all that nonsense out Mm. so I was like never doing that again (laughs) um and then I started finding things I hadn't seen people selling anywhere else so I just started buying small amounts and seeing testing the water seeing if they um they would sell Mm. and it turns out they did and yeah. then I bought more and then I bought more and then I bought <laughs> so much that <laughs> we had to go in and uh, we started doing the shows and uh, mm. started peddling my wares to all the unsuspecting public. So, I know, and all the nerds out there as well. Um... <laughs> yep, yep. No, and honestly, you're up, up north is our biggest, like Newcastle, Durham, mm. Middlesbrough, all around that area is our biggest. It, we sell the most stuff on online to that area no. so oh that's in, that's probably interesting because for a long time as well we've not really had many nerdy no. things or like say things to get access um like at where, where we're based in Sunderland we still don't have a comic book shop no which, uh, the, which... the closest one like comic book wise is Darlington mm-hmm. really yeah or, and that's or what... Newcastle yes yeah, so. Yeah, Newcastle. I forget about Newcastle but Darlington <laughs> <laughs> it's only because I go to that one <laughs> I think I know yeah. the one you mean. I think mm-hmm. I'm like two visits away from getting a, a free night as an honorary Geordie, possibly. I'm not oh. really sure. <laughs> you know, we spend so much time up there because our yeah. best friends are up there. So we come up quite a few times a year. We we go oh. to Timeth Market quite a lot. So, yeah. Ah, yes. A few a few of the members of the group are like yeah. avid time up marketers. But, um, like trying to think back because I remember like I know this is going to sound creepy but it's not meant to sound creepy I remember sitting meeting you a few years ago at a convention 
But you like say right. it, it was kind of like me just walking on the stall, and I remember the big purple hair. So and and like say the banner for the Blade and Marvels. I think it was one of the Newcastle cons. Um, yeah, the, when, the when... at the stadium. The, yes. Yeah. 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 And like say as you said, I'm obsessed with anything to do with horror or uh, like say pop culture anyway. So mm-hmm. your stall kind of like stood out for all the others. And like I say, I was wondering, I don't know if I, I'll be honest, I don't know if I actually bought from there. So that, that might be my bad. But I remember <laughs> always um, seeing the, the banner. And like I say, that's when I started following the Facebook uh, page as well. Um, and then I was over the moon when I saw that you joined Nerdy Up North, the group as well. I was like, yeah, it, it kind of gave us a little bit of val- validation. Um, I don't know how how did you come about like finding Nerdy Up the North as well? Like, were you recommended by someone, or were, was it just by chance? You lot get about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I saw. <laughs> I saw a. Um, I think it it might have been one of our friends shared something, and mm-hmm. you know when you share something, it shows yeah. the place it's from. And I think mm-hmm. I might have just clicked on, and I had noticed when I clicked on that quite a few of your uh, group members were sharing memes from stuff that I put out so yeah. I was like ah this looks like something that if they like my page I'll probably like this one so <laughs> I joined and I was right so yeah I think it was basically me and Kev stealing the memes for a lot of the time but I It'll think then, Kev. <laughs> yeah. but I, I remember like, one time like I think you shared one and you actually tagged us in it and I was like oh wow we've been tagged in a page and I think it was one in the early stage because like the Facebook group's only been going for two years. Like it's actually mm-hmm. two years this weekend, I think, that uh, it kind oh, of that yeah, anniversary um, where we started, like say, the, this project. And then, like say, whenever I did like steal a meme, I, I'd started tagging you in a few times. So I was like, yeah, I'm feeling a bit bad being this kind of like meme thief type thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't worry. It's one of those things when you see a meme, you save it. And then you mm-hmm. like you'll you go, all right, I'll remember that. I'll go back to where it came from. And then when you end up with like 50 in front of you and you're trying to set up your, your post for the day and you're looking at it and you're going, who sent me that? <laughs> <laughs> or where did I find that one? And I try and credit if I remember or if mm-hmm. someone's directly sent it to me and I can go back and look. But it's so hard to keep track of sometimes when you, you're mm-hmm. scrolling Facebook and you're like, oh, yeah, that's good. Yep, that's good. And then at half the time now, I'm looking at stuff going, oh, I stole that. And every single one of them is from your page. So I was just like, yeah. <laughs> that's not going to work. That's not going to work. Oh, it's like, be from Kev. <laughs> it's, it's sharing the love between the nerdy community. That's the good thing about it, that's though, as well. That's the thing. There's no yes. rules. No. 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 Not between nerds. No. But that's the thing, though, because like, when we started out, I didn't have a fucking clue how this whole Facebook thing, like nerds things work. All I wanted to do was like write articles and say, I like the Goonies, I like Jaws, I like 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 that type of movies. Sam was the one that pushed to do the podcast, as I keep saying like many a times. Um <laughs> I never actually used the face I but I never actually used the Facebook page, like actual page to grow anything. It just no. like say it left left stand and it was about a year ago that uh Grant who normally comes on the podcast as well, he's like the the one where the porn links normally fi- find and follow. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um but he actually said, look, if you share stuff and actually people like it, then they kind of start following you and stuff. And that's how we went from, I think it was about 2,000 members to 7,000 now. So mm-hmm. it's kind of sh- shot up over the last year, which is great. And uh, like I say, when, look, at like, I know you've been going a little bit longer than us, but like I say, I think yours was, I noticed was around, is it 36 or 34,000? Wow. We're, around, we're just over 36,000. But I mean, that's that has been a long time 
in the making, but Facebook is making it so hard mm-hmm. for for businesses who aren't content creators yes. to get any bigger. You sort of stall, and the mm-hmm. only way you're going to be able to make things bigger is by boosting everything, paying to boost your post, uh, your posts, paying to boost this and that. Mm-hmm. And it's like yeah. it, it starts to get out of control. We're not yeah. small businesses; don't have large advertising budgets. We have to depend on word of mouth that's why mm-hmm. when we do the shows we like to be at as many shows as possible so people can see us mm-hmm. um but you know facebook is making it intensely hard so i've tried yeah. to sort of go to tiktok now right. and being an old lady you know <laughs> being 42 and trying to navigate the waters of of content creating is it's a difficult thing it's scary yes like uh, it's, yeah uh, yeah tiktok and twitter i can't I get my head around love yeah. TikTok. <laughs> I am obsessed. I have lost hours. Can we yeah. swear yet? Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, I've only Shipped loads of hours to that yeah. app. Um, and I do. I run the the Nerdy Up North one. And for all, I haven't got the greatest of followings. I have quite reasonable views. I'm quite pleased with it, especially with it's just me stealing shit off YouTube, <laughs> yeah. chasing it together, and putting something around it. <laughs> It's like hours I can like you I can watch and watch and watch but it's the whole thing where you start having to work out okay as a business how do I showcase Mm -hmm. what we're about but not lose the fact that I'm also a business but I don't the one thing I've always found with Facebook which I hope I've found Mm -hmm. a good balance with is that I don't bombard people with sales posts because I know we're a business but at the end of the day Mm -hmm. people don't want to join a business that's just going to hammer products at you 24 7 that's not i get mm. that it's it's not viable to me it don't make sense no, you don't, I, don't. I totally understand that there's one in i'm not named the company but there's one company and they are horror based and it's it's constant yeah constant mm. and it does get on me tits a bit <laughs> well that's the thing it's it's got to be something it i i wanted I never went with the intention of wanting to build like a a community of like-minded people. It just Mm -hmm. sort of happened on the way, Mm -hmm. you know. And uh, the more building a cult, (laughs) I I was. It is, in all intents and purposes, a very weird cult because people have stuck around for a very long time. There's people on that page that have been around since I want to say at least ten years, and you see that their names pop up, and 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 you make you start to make actual friends with people that mm-hmm. you know and you've met a lot of things i mean i met my other half through my page so wow. oh really yeah so it's it's a very strange it's not a dating app let's just clarify that. <laughs> yeah <I'm, laughs> you know see another, it's, it's, <laughs> no see another one we did start out like the nerdy up north like thing we had a million ideas but we did have people like saying oh you should make a dating app with for nerds and stuff i was like no that that because because no. to me that that was like so many different problems or so many things that could happen. And if anything oh, did happen, yeah. I would blame myself so much. Yeah. And people were like, oh, we'll do Nerdy Up North Meets, which we did arrange one. And I absolutely hate it because I'm not the biggest social of people anyway. So it made it made me feel so uncomfortable. But it, it's crazy, like how many different things, because when I started this out, I had no intention of growing it or like say this was just going to be a project to help me through lockdown because like say it was driving us nuts. But I know you're doing it on the business side, and like I say, it's quite, I think, telling when you say about how Facebook changes things and makes it so difficult. Because I've noticed, because we, like, we just start doing like random posts now, random like things on the Facebook page. 
and the difference to how many views it gets to like some posts like we got put a never ending story one up uh, new year that blew up got like over 500,000 views and then done one the next year like similar type of meme it got 200 so it's kind of like how people have how got weird this... taste if they've like a never ending story over something else weird <laughs> taste hey. Don't don't you dissing the never You know how much I hate <laughs> that film. <laughs> yeah, in a previous life I have worked with Lamar. So um Wow. Yeah, I used to be a Butlin's red coat. Um, oh wow. <laughs> well that is such a turn of events. <laughs> um that was back in the 2000 to 2002. I was at Skeg Vegas for two years. Uh, and um I think Emma was there, but I don't know about what time. Wasn't she at Butlin's or something like that? Which one? I, 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 I think Emma was at Butlins. Been... She was at Skegness as well, I think, yeah. yeah. One, of my friend, one of our friends, she was called Emma McCleary at the time, but I don't know if it was the same time. Right. There's quite a few Emmas, so it could... Yes. I could... <laughs> uh, to be honest generally. with you, it, it, was, it, it was one of those jobs that I didn't go to university. I, I was mm. actually... Uh, I, left, I left school, went to college in London, and then my mum met the love of her life, and we had to move to... Um, the arse of England, which is, you know, the round little bit where it's sort of the arse sticks out on England, right. just so. straight down from you. <laughs> but yeah, the east of England. And uh, yeah, it's just sort of thought, oh, I don't like it here. I need to, mm-hmm. to do something. And then uh, started being a, I was a labourer on a big building site with my with my stepdad for a while. <laughs> right. So and then, quite uh, a storied adventure you, so yeah. far. <laughs> I'm strapped in for this ride. Oh god, it gets really boring. Don't worry. Yeah, I am. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then and then the opportunity came up to do. Um, I was in a a duo. You know, like you go out and you do your pub singing, Vic and Vic mm-hmm. Reeves style. You know, um, and I did. <laughs> I, I paid my dues. I went out and did the uh, the working men's clubs and all that sort of thing. And then I got the chance to audition down in London to to be a red and I think it was like there was something like I completely get shot down for saying this because I'm probably wrong there was like 5,000 people turned up for the audition and there was only like 90 jobs Mm -hmm. and um, I was one of the lucky ones because I just made a complete tit of myself for (laughs) the entire audition and didn't take it seriously and they were like (laughs) we'll take you (laughs) yeah yeah so so then I had the joy of, of working at Skeg for for two years there and um Work with a lot of a lot of people, and it set me in a, people. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, it set me in a, a good stead for sort of going into conventions and not being too too afraid of yes mm-hmm. famous people. I don't know what you call it. those people. They get to come in and do the shows that might yeah. need the money a bit more than they say they do. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. yeah, apparently so. <laughs> well, yeah, allegedly, allegedly. But you do have, like you say, quite a robust schedule, shall we say, as well, because you, you do do pretty much like when there's a, when it's convention season. I'm always seeing you posting that you're up here, down there, so you do do the miles as well, though. Yeah, I mean, I think we 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 sort of stick to try and do one a month for mm-hmm. the convention season, and the convention season is roughly between nine to ten months. Mm-hmm. Um, but then this year's this year's a bit crazy because um, Monopoly is expanding, which is one of the bigger companies Mm -hmm. that we we work with and I must say they are a fantastic company to work with um Mm -hmm. 
And that's not me brown nosing. That is just genuinely. <laughs> no, no, I, yeah. oh, no, I, I've tried reaching out to them. I've sent I, them an email, but I didn't get a response. <laughs> my um, my best friend is um, last year in Liverpool, and she's got all of the ones booked in for this year. But she was a guest artist on there um, in Liverpool. I don't think I've already said that. Um, and it was it was an experience. But we've yeah. been doing. I've been doing the conventions with her since uh, twenty sixteen. Yeah, we've been on the scene since. I want to say 2016, but I could be wrong because it was the very, very first Walker Stalker. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. And uh, we got, so- I don't even know how it came about now because I have Alzheimer's, but um, <laughs> it was six years coming off seven years ago. And uh, we I remember we sort of somehow got in and we were sponsoring the cosplay competition. And at that year they had Andrew Lincoln. They had the yeah, full, like the full lot. Huge, I remember it. And mm-hmm. I'd never done a show before. I didn't know what I was walking into. Luckily I had a friend at the time that did a lot of um, expos. So she said it was going to be this way. And I did it. And it, it was that way. It was right. completely different. And um, yeah. I was so underprepared stock wise. I had no idea what I was walking into. Yeah. And all I remember feeling after I'd done it was the sense of that, oh, I really enjoy this. Yeah. Uh, can this be a thing? And um, mm-hmm. the more people you talk to that you sort of work with that you've now got, I've got great working relationships with a lot of small businesses that do the shows and stuff. And, you mm-hmm. know, they they sort of say, oh, try here, try there. And so you sort of go around and you do that and you find more shows and then, with Monopoly getting so big, especially this year, we're booked into about 10 of their shows this year. Yeah. So it's, yeah. I, I think have it's, quite a few, I, I have quite to, a few booked in. <laughs> yeah. I think it's down to as well with like the caliber of people they're bringing in. I think um, like, like I, I know it sounds silly, but like having the likes of John Cena and stuff like that at certain events, mm-hmm. like mm. you would never think like a UK convention would have someone that's on the rise. Like, cause John Cena's just done Peacemaker yeah. I know it's like a TV show, but he's going to be on to bigger, better things now, moving on to different things. Just, um, but Bloody love that show. Yeah, yeah it's so good. <laughs> the only thing that's worrying me a little bit, because like, all the conventions are seem to be an- announcing guests, because I know the names that they're going to be doing in the North East now, which, again, great, because, like I say, we're finally getting stuff back up here now. But they've not announced anyone for the North East one yet? They're still, I think they're still figuring out how they're going to, Mm-hmm. put the, the show logis- on the logistics yeah. of it yeah I mean I'm not you know I'm I'm not by any means in with any of that I just know that they they haven't technically told everybody mm-hmm. who's applied for the show that if we've got positions there yet mm-hmm. so they're still in that phase where they're working everything out I mean fingers crossed we'll be there um yeah. we've put ourselves in for it because like I say you guys are our biggest mm-hmm. buyers up there so it would be stupid of me not to come up well, but um yeah yeah, because I think the last time, like, I think the the show, was it Showmasters, I think, was, like, the last big, mm-hmm. big ones. But, yeah. um, like I said, that was, yeah. like, the huge... <laughs> <laughs> but, but to be honest, like, like it wasn't, like, the best run, but the people, like, like the people in the North East, like, remember, I remember going one time, and I had early bird tickets, and I couldn't get in for, like, three or four hours, because the queue was that big. It was literally all the way around the centre and just kept on going round. And I don't think they were expecting as many people because we are starved in the northeast. But anything that's like kind of interesting because I know we are starting getting like little ones now. I know, um, like I say, we've done uh, like we've been asked to do uh, a cosplay competition for Nerdfest 
Um, right. Like I said, that's just like in the boiler rooms, just anything. So it's it's like a small scale. There's no guests there, but it's more just like selling or like showcasing but stuff. Exactly. It's somewhere for traders to go in the northeast because, you know, over the last few years, it's like you say, Paul, we, we have been absolutely starved. And we're only, only, we're only just starting to see yeah. the like nerd merchandise becoming more mm-hmm. available to where we're, we're not paying stupid amounts for shipping fees. <laughs> but the only thing as well, um, because I, I, I'm interested, I was interested about your story saying like the first time because we went to our first con as a team uh, mm. last year. Uh, we did, um, like I say, a panel at uh, SunnyCon, mm-hmm. which basically, oh, like, that friend and person who's on the, the podcast, well, Donna and her partner run, I think, but it's more for anime and stuff like that. But we were absolutely shitting ourselves. We <laughs> massively. Like, we, like, we're not. We're used to basically sitting in front of a computer and talking to each other like this, where like there's nothing to touch. There's no one in front of us, and having to sit on a table and talk about stuff like we are now. We're like talking about like movies and stuff, and we thought there'd be about five, well, about ten, twenty people there. And the room filled up to was like over 120 people in the room. Oh, um, God, yeah, it just kept um, getting, like every two minutes someone else would come in, and then someone and my heart just kept going down and down <laughs> and down. Yeah. And I'm fine with public speaking, like mm-hmm. doesn't. But I did. I done performing arts for the mass majority of my life. Did not does not bother us. But the more people that kept coming in and sitting down, I was like, oh, God, this is getting real. <laughs> But that that was things I because I had a like I get I get social anxiety at the best times. I can be on a bus and like freak out. But um I but when I sat like say before the event, I was like, right, this is not gonna work. I don't know how I'm gonna do this. But as soon as I sat down on the table and like say I had people then we'll start talking about because like we start talking about eighties movies and nineties movies and stuff. And I just enjoyed it. I, I was playing with the crowd as well, and it felt like quite natural. I was like, Yeah, I could do this because even to the point there, because we were in the small room. We said to Donna, like for the next year, went right. Want the main stage? <laughs> yeah, he was. <laughs> that's what I like. That's what I like. <laughs> but he, well, the minute that mic was in his hand, like the and because and I think because of that, our whole dynamic changed. Like everything mm. got yeah, lightened up, and we had like I had you on this side, I had Jake on that side, Charlotte right now. Like the we, we were very much. Co- I was comforted anyway, mm. apart from when he decided to break my heart mm. in front of a room of people. That was horrifying. What did you Jar- do? Jar Jar needed to be outside, out of his box. I don't <laughs> like certain things being taken out of boxes. I don't. I and get he it. De- I get and he it. decided when at the perfect moment when we were talking about Star Wars, and Jar Jar is one of my favourite characters. I just fucking love him. Um, and he decided to unbox him. And there's an actual, uh, there's, I have footage on our TikTok of my heart breaking and ne- me nearly crying. Sorry, I yeah. could have done the I could have done the Ghostbusters. That would have been more interesting. I'd have, I'd have <laughs> drop kicked you off that chair. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, with, with you doing the cons and stuff like that, because I know we were talking about like like before you came out, like some of the autographs you've got and stuff like that. So you you must have met some amazing people. Like, well, amazing. Drop some us, names. Playing. <laughs> um, right. <laughs> The, I'll start with the, the from last year. My favourite mm. I met last year, uh, Corey Taylor for the Love of Horror. Oh mm. wow! It was like I'm a massive music buff <laughs> as well as movies and TV. And like back in the day when I was at Butlins, I used to do a lot of singing as well. So it's like progressed mm. through the years. Went through like 
having a recording contract and all that sort of stuff. And it fizzled out because mm-hmm. showbiz, uh, jazz hands. <laughs> um, so, but it's one of those things that just, that's life. That's, I couldn't do mm-hmm. it now because Jesus Christ, you have to yodel and you have to look like a emaciated parrot yeah. these days to, to get anywhere. And I feel so sorry for younger mm-hmm. people trying to break into the business because they have yeah. no idea. No. I did music management for a while, a couple of years back as well. And I had some great bands that worked for me and they went on. And mm-hmm. yeah, it, it, I love music. So Samit and Corey was just like this weird, full, I don't like know. A full circle type thing. Yeah, yeah it was, it was, it was odd. It was just odd, mm-hmm. but it was really good because I always made, I, I made him laugh. And, and <laughs> I, you know, I always think if I can make someone laugh, then my job mm-hmm. is done, you know. Yeah. Don't no, take certainly. things too seriously. Oh, I am I am a huge Slipknot fan, and um, Corey just Corey Taylor in general. He on a on a multiple occasions in many different aspects and forms, he has saved my life in the most literal sense possible. Whether it be through his books or through his music, and I could not make that weekend for, for the love of horror. Yes. <laughs> we had tickets. Yes. <laughs> we had tickets to come down on the Sunday, but I had some unfortunate. Uh, yeah. events happen in my household so i could not make it and um, so yeah. I, that meant nobody else could go either no because I, I, I was driving yeah because i think i actually messaged it uh, dan before and say that we were going to come down yeah. so we're going to actually see you at the table as well so yeah. um... so sorry <laughs> as, honestly it, it it was it was crazy busy um mm-hmm. which is great but it mm-hmm. was one of those things where i had um i also worked with a youtuber uh emily boo and nice. She is one of the most down to earth. If you ever see any of her videos, she will, she rips the plaster off and she's about as honest as they come. Um, mm-hmm. she, she does a lot of unboxing videos for, for us. And she came mm-hmm. up and she did for the love of horror whilst we were there. And she did a vlog and everything like that as well. And, um, I hardly got, even got time to talk to her because it was just so it's full a on. Lot. Um, which I'm not complaining about. Please don't think I am. No, uh, <laughs> the, the, the convention, the convention, because I'll go, I've been since. 2019 20, well, I've, been, I've been twice and the convention bit where all the sellers are my god you like there is not a lot of room to breathe in there at all the the best part was when we were there the last time and uh, my best friend was pregnant so I was just like out of the way pushing <laughs> I get away <laughs> pushing yep. everyone out the way of that <laughs> amazing yeah um other than that I don't We've been quite lucky because we went to America with the Dents mm. in 2019 and we did like a cross-country thing. And uh, we ended up at, we'd done Spooky and we met uh, Elvira. And oh, no. <laughs> I met David, David Duchovny was there. I met him. I met Gillian right. Anderson and she signed this American oh. Gods um it's the American Gods. I can't comic. quite make comic. out if it. I can't quite make it out, but now I kind of see the hair. No, it's a. It's oh a, it's, wow! It's the Lucille. Yeah, so she signed that for me, and she was so excited to see someone from England. She just kept saying to me, "Are oh, you from England?" And she had her <laughs> English accent, and you know, when oh. you, to this day, her accent still shocks me every time I hear it. I'm like, "Oh yeah, she's English," but she isn't. She's she's Australian, <laughs> she, English, American. It's. Our thing. husband is the guy who does the crown. Which one? Gillian Anderson. Her yeah, husband. The no. the crown, the TV series, yeah. and the queen, which was the movie that Helen Mirren's in. That's him. 
He does yeah. all that. That's why she was Margaret Thatcher. Well, she a lot. Yeah. And she did it very well. <laughs> Yeah, that was a very difficult one because I can see that I'm in the love of me like Gillian Anderson being the most hated. Oh yeah, <laughs> especially from the northeast. <laughs> yes. Um, no, but like I said, I know. Like I said, Dave makes us jealous on a daily basis because he's always sharing his pictures. Like when he was, he's, um, a, sh- he's a show off. Ignore him. Yes. Uh, like I said, <laughs> <laughs> Bye, Dave. <laughs> I don't know. I, th- I was watching earlier. I don't know if he's still watching, but uh, I don't know. <laughs> he was, he was pop- no, he was popping up because he was saying about uh, shit masters every time he was saying it. But yeah, um, <laughs> I, I, it's one of them things. I, I, I've get, I am. I might not come across that way, but I am probably one of the shyest people you will ever meet. Um, like, like even for example, today I took stickers out from the nerdy up north to like podcast and give out to people and stick on places. I think I only give one one away because I was that scared to talk to people today. <laughs> no, honestly, I get it. I I can be like that. It depends what mood I'm in. Um, I could sometimes like before a show on a Friday night. After we've done set up, I'll sit there and I think to myself, I can't do it. Mm-hmm. This, it, it gets so peopley, and mm-hmm. it's one of those things where you have to be on your game. You have to be mm-hmm. ready to talk to anybody about anything. Yeah. And I'm talking from personal problems for, yeah. with strangers up to. Yeah the minute details of an action figure you know yes. they and and I don't have anything against anybody that wants to share anything like that with me it's nice that they feel they that they're that comfortable but some nights before you'll be sitting there and you're going oh can I do this I don't know if I can people tomorrow I don't know if I can people I totally get that and then you I... wake up and you're like right come on yeah get it. So... so the Liverpool Monopoly one was the first weekend that like that was our first weekend like I think Carolyn did um London comic film and comic con a few years ago um but this was our this was my first weekend where we weren't packing we weren't setting up and then packing up on the same day it was staying there overnight and we had to come back the next day Um, (laughs) and it was it's you do become people's personal therapists you i i I take a lot of credit for her work when she's not at her stand (laughs) (laughs) so i have to try and talk my way into yes i did all this beautiful artwork (laughs) it was me i've done it before (laughs) i have actually done it before where someone said oh my god is this your work and i'm like yes So I'm going to put you on the spot here, Dan. So which is your, which is the favourite con that you've been to or which is the one that you enjoy the most? Is that a too hard of a question? <laughs> I think it just entirely depends on the guests that are there. Um, mm-hmm. Personally, it's one I've not worked, but I've been to, and it's Rhode Island Comic Con in Rhode Island in America. America. Um, it's militantly organized there's no stress mm. nobody ever moans there the queues are always really well organized and mm. the level of guests they get there i met danny mm. D- danny treasure there um, oh. um Kiefer sutherland i met there tim curry i met there mm. um jason patrick um mm. oh i met him I'm trying to think. <laughs> He was, he's very uncomfortable. Like he's quite, he yes. was very anxious. Yeah. When we were, when um, we were getting stuff signed, he's a really anxious person. I did not expect that at all. He, um, he was, he didn't, because obviously him and Kiefer have only just recently made a little thing, the Julia Roberts thing. Um, <laughs> I think that's what it was, you know. I'm TikTok told me, so it must be real. Um, of course it's but- true. <laughs> But yeah, and uh, they they just sort of healed that, so you could see they weren't too comfortable yet standing mm, together. Mm. But 
Um, and then I met, and Dave will know what I'm talking about, um, my all-time favourite film since I can remember is Adventures in Babysitting. Yes. <gasps> I do like and it. it it is just, I don't know why, loved it. Um, mm-hmm. It's probably the same up, nostalgia feeling that I get from the Goonies type thing because it was yeah. like this, around the same time. And it, well, it, Elizabeth Shue. Oh. <laughs> and they had they had Brad there. Um, right. And uh, Dave and Leslie had been up before me and uh, mm. at their birth, they have an anniversary party every so often. Dave says he'll never do another one, but Leslie thinks otherwise. But um, <laughs> they asked if I would sing. So I did. And I sang the song from Adventures in Babysitting, the, the oh, one wow. where, you know, the, the <laughs> and uh, that is my social anxiety, getting up and singing in front of people. It, mm. I physically nearly chundered about 10 seconds before I went on, but um <laughs> It was, it, I met him and I don't know why, that was just the best ever. And and he was like, <laughs> he was my height and, and he was older. And, and I was just Aww. like, you look nothing like you did, but yay, I'm so happy. And he told them, Dave and Leslie had told them that I sung it and he put me on the spot when I went up to him. Didn't know, he'd, I, I didn't even know they'd been up to him. And he was like, so go on then, sing me the song you sang at their party. And I was like, what? And I just froze. I went completely blank and was like, oh. No words, nothing, no noise. It's probably about the only time that I've ever been proper, like... Stumped. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not a quiet person, but I'm also not a loud person. But I'm like, I was like, oh, my God. Uh, Did you hit Dave Dave afterwards, though? (laughs) Uh, I had choice words. I think it was Dave, (laughs) fuck off. But, you know. So so who was the most awkward person you've ever met? Oh, let's not be that back. Oh, I want to know. I want to know. Um, I'm the awkward person because I say ah! shit. <laughs> I say some stupid shit to people. Uh, yeah. I met Alan Tudjik, and I said mm. to Alan Tudjik, "Hello, you're the tallest person I've met today." <laughs> I'm not allowed to talk to people. <laughs> I mean, it's like. Uh, Oh God, uh, Bam Magera, Magera, mm. however you want to say his surname. Oh, he was really? he, he was a bit weird, but then knowing what we know now, yeah. yeah. But um, um, oh, oh God, um, <laughs> I like him more than nitty I'm one of them ones. People that I'm too scared to go and actually meet ones. Like the closest I got, I got uh, Kevin Smith to like a few of me tweets a few times, and I got really excited that to the point where I was sending you know, Kevin Smith tweets asking him to come on the podcast. Known full well, I would freak out if if he ever did <laughs> respond or said. Um, I think I often often even said if you come on the podcast, I would go on my knees and suck them off as well. So there was that was a, <laughs> wow. There was there was that invitation there, but um, but yeah. So he did uh, not take it off. No, no, surprise, surprise! I'm sure oh, he gets he got better offers there, but um, but yeah, that, that, he would be the one person I think I would have a love to meet just because. Uh, I know I can talk, but I know, don't think I would get a word in Edgeways no, with him. No, no, no. Yeah, he, um, I've never actually met him. He was at Showmasters. I think it's the oh God must be twenty seventeen, twenty eighteen. I think it was, um, and it was the same year Jeremy Renner was there. But oh he, my Jer- God! But Jeremy Renner wasn't. No, it was like Herlock film rather than Avengers film. Yeah, oh, was it? And. Uh, it, I regret not going and seeing Kevin and not going and seeing Jeremy, but it was one of those things where we can't always get away from the stall either. So we have to really mm. 
yeah work out how who we're going to see on what days and prioritize and I think I prioritized it might be meatloaf 2019 but I went and met meatloaf in 2019 because he did show masters uh and Kane Hodder and there's no way I'm oh. passing up Kane Hodder so <laughs> he is such a sweetheart but yeah it's just um I remember the very first show masters I went to was either 2015 or early 2016 and that mm. was the year with Sigourney Weaver I met her <laughs> Um, I saw Bill, Bill Paxton through the tiny little um, gap, but, but I didn't meet him. And to this day, that's the one I kick myself about the most. Yeah. Not meeting yeah. him. Uh, I met Michael J. Fox, Christopher Lloyd. Um, <laughs> what is she doing? Uh, but yeah, when I start looking back at all my photos and, and I met Neve Campbell there as well. Um, mm-hmm. I'm trying to, I'm trying to complete my, my sleep, uh, my screen one set of mm-hmm. photos with every cast member so i'm just waiting on uh rose mcgowan who's just been announced for wales yes uh, saw that, yeah. jamie kennedy but he never comes over mm-hmm. and the chances of ever getting courtney cox is like but slim to none they are the three that i need to complete my full set oh. if we're gonna get like super anal about it they're like yeah so yeah, yeah so I take it you met skeet and matthew at for the love of horror oh my gosh <laughs> well i'm i met Matt, uh, at the Edinburgh Horicon in 2018, 2019. And, mm-hmm. um, he thought it was hilarious to use the C word. I don't know if I'm allowed to use that one on there. So oh, I'm you can't. Don't that worry. One down. Don't, oh, he yeah, does all fine. the time. Um, <laughs> yeah, he, uh, <laughs> he thought it was hilarious because he could get away with using that word in England because mm-hmm. it's obviously not something they use. And yeah, he was skipping around, no, he was skipping around <laughs> the convention calling, just using it as like a full stop. And, uh, <laughs> I'd already been up to him and I'd given him, I've got a Stu Mocker signed uh, hop that my friend made for me there. And I went up to him and he, and I had a 13 ghosts one as well. And I gave him the 13 ghosts one and he signed that one for me. And uh, we were chatting for a while. And then I went up and had my photo done a bit later and he looked down at me and he goes, all right, you miserable cunt. And I was just like, (laughs) So you see me in the photo. There's like he's <laughs> love it. He's six foot something, looking down. He's a on giant, me. and you just see me going. You what? In the photo, and it's like he he's fantastic. I just love how stupid he is. He doesn't care. Yeah. So. No, I've heard good things about Matt. Yeah. Matthew Lillard as well. Um, he's possibly as I said, uh, my friend went to Love and Horror the year that they were there. Yeah, and like I said. It was just before she got married. She was saying, "I'm trying to get him to give it information about the new scream because it was just before it was coming out." He's getting, "Are you in it? Are you in it?" And he's getting, "No, no, I'm definitely dead." But um, oh, because I, I was it... absolutely convinced that he wasn't. <laughs> Still was like, not. All the way through, I was like, "He's yeah, going to be her too. dad. He's going to be her dad. Yeah. And there's going to be some link, and then this is going to happen, and then that's going to happen." And well, we're technically, all go... technically but... he was in it though. Yeah, it was his house. No, yeah. no, no, no. He played. You know the 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 ghost face for the gold mask. Like the the video, like the trailer. Was it him? Was yeah, it was him. Yeah, he, he played. Um, <laughs> like said, there was a trailer for Stab, one of the Stab movies, and right. uh, he was in the gold. Like it was like a metallic yeah. or gold uh, skin, but it was uh, Matthew Lillard. That was a little wow. in joke that they had. That is new today. Well, yeah. and all because he's in Scream Two. Mm-hmm. For like all of two seconds, he's because he was in a relationship with Neve Campbell at the time, so he was on set when they were doing this scene, and it's him just walking past, just walked past mm. the screen, and that's it. So yeah, he, but... 
Stu still lives. <laughs> but yeah, because um, because that's why everyone was freaking out. Because in IMDb, it was shown he was cast. Yeah, but he, what, he's me um, thinking I was being all smart and clever. Because if you watch our trailer reaction, I'm getting Stu's alive. <laughs> I'm telling you now. I was 100 percent convinced, and I have to say though, I was a little disappointed in that film, the new one. Mm. Yeah, but we didn't I... review. We only review films we like, so we didn't review yeah, that one. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll have the new Halloween. Oh no, we can't mention yeah. that film. We, though, we so. won't go there. We no. won't. I'm, I'm a lover of. It. If it worked, you don't need to do seventy five of them to try and keep repeating the success of mm. the the first one. The reason why the first one was a success was purely because no one had ever done anything like that before. Mm. You know. Um, but then in saying that, I think when you reach four or five, you should cut cut everything. But Three is a maximum for me. But when you get to number five, you've, you've just yeah. got to stop. you just got to stop. That's well, last horror's, year, biggest, that's horror's biggest problem. It can't. Yeah, last year, yeah, last year we did a few reviews where we did the Friday the 13th movies. So we watched, yeah. well, we tried to watch all of them. Right. Uh, <laughs> some of them were interesting. Um, like I said, there's the, the Goonies... Uh, Friday the 13th, where I didn't even realise that uh, Corey Fieldman was actually in it as a bad guy. Um, <laughs> but, um, like I say, then we talked about the Halloween movies, and after, like, like I know they do, like, H2O, which brought it back, and, like I say, different ones, but the one with, like, Paul Rudd and stuff, like, in were absolutely oh. hard, so hard to watch. But, that was uh, awful. That <laughs> yeah. was so bad. I couldn't watch them. No. I just couldn't do it. I couldn't do it to myself. I'm like, I'm tarnishing everything that I love about Halloween to watch. No, I'm not doing it. <laughs> but then I went and watched the last one and it just did exactly the same. So <laughs> I just was, was a... let down the opportunities that they had. Yeah. Same with the new screen. The opportunities they had with that new Massive. trilogy. Mm. They could have gone in so many different directions. And mm. the first one was so good. Dave fell asleep in the cinema next to me, <laughs> snoring his tits off. Excellent. And uh, my other half's going, is he asleep again? I was like, yeah, it's just not that good, is it? And I was like, no, it's not that good. But we were in <laughs> um, we were in America when that first one of the new trilogies came out, so we got to see it a little bit earlier. And mm. I was like, oh, I've got so much hope for this, and thought, yeah, this yeah. is going to be great. I walked yes. away thinking, uh, maybe another watch and I'll be convinced. And, uh, yeah, it wasn't. Mm. Um, and then the second one came out, and I waited for it to be released. I think it mm. it came out because it was pandemic wasn't it so I think it came yeah. out streaming only the second one I, I can't remember and I got to the point where they if they had said mm. tonight he dies or whatever it is one more time I was oh. like <laughs> evil yeah, ends tonight, tonight evil ends. that's it yeah that's it I was but like no no yeah because no the second more. one just felt like a placeholder movie type thing where like nothing really happened in the movie it just went I went. really enjoyed the first one though yeah but that that was the thing though as you said it's the hope that kills you with these type of movies but I, I always look forward to Dave's reviews because, like, a movie that I love, he'll hate. Or, like, because <laughs> even he came out and said he enjoyed the, th- the new Halloween ends. Uh, I think it was one of the only people that said on Facebook that I actually <laughs> enjoyed it. So I was like, but again, there was, a, there was a lot of different choices, as I think that's the best way it would describe choices made for choices. that movie. Um, and decisions were made. And yeah, that's what we got. And as you said, what we could have got, if, like, say, it could have been Jamie Lee Curtis being a complete badass all the way through, but then we yep. got like say just all the Jamie Lee Curtis fighting with this young guy, and it didn't quite work. But that leads yeah. quite that that leads quite nicely on you because I, I know like when we asked Dan to come on the podcast, I did get her to do a little bit of homework as well, 
Uh, um, so I asked her to pick a top five horror movies, which she did get a little bit upset with me at first. She said it was like picking oh. your favorite children. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to see if I can find mine just to see if it changes throughout you giving yours. But we've never mine. done it. We've never done an actual top five horrors. We've done a top five slashes and top five without a slasher. Yeah. Right. Well, see, well. that's the thing, isn't it? There's so many subgenres, and one. Yeah. My opinion on a movie being one thing, I get mm. completely berated by the people either on the page or like um, mm. public opinion that no, no, that's something else. It's not a, a horror mm. movie. It's a monster movie, or it's a sci-fi, or it's. A, we have this see, argument quite a lot. I'm like. <laughs> What I class as a horror movie is what I've put down, but they aren't my top five all time because I have no idea what my top five all time is. They always change. So at the moment, they are, as of now, the ones I've enjoyed in the last couple of months, Mm -hmm. maybe the the Mm -hmm. newer films of of new films. I've done the top five newer ones that I've enjoyed watching. Cool. No, that's the thing. When we started doing the podcast, originally we were thinking, Let's do top fives. And there's only so many times you can do that on a weekly basis. That's why we start reviewing films and then having discussions about films. But um, like I said, the top fives is always interesting because we try and keep it secret from each other as well. uh, So we don't discuss it. Um, There has been occasions where there's been picks, but lately, like some of the ones that we've picked, um, I can't remember the last time we've done a top five. What was it It was with Michaela and it was Villains. Top five Villains. Villains, you, you went fucking dark, and I was picking, <laughs> you like, were... <laughs> I was picking a lot so from Toy Story and shit like that. And they were like, We uh... went like, to the dark side of dark, and he's <laughs> picking Disney shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, um, like lots so was mine. And what was it, uh, Sheriff from Nottingham and stuff yeah, like that? Yeah, you went, <laughs> you went really PG with your list, <laughs> right. and, and Grant's picking like murdered set pieces and shit like that. I was like, Fuck, I know. <laughs> talk about it too and then Paul's yeah. like well I'm gonna follow that up with Disney <laughs> we've actually banned Grant from talking about the Serbian film as well yeah. but he says he's not he's letting not pick allowed. that film <laughs> yeah that's that's um that belongs over there over there yeah. somewhere yeah you can go in the cupboard and you can stay there <laughs> yeah, yeah. so so what is your first pick what what's your first one showgirls Oh. Terrifying, absolutely terrifying. <laughs> oh, <laughs> had to be God, done. <laughs> had to be done. Had to be done. Um, I fucking love oh, you so much. That is so cool. <laughs> Honestly, it's my go-to when anyone asks what my horror favorite horror film is. It's always Showgirls, isn't it? So, be fair, that sex scene was like just bizarre. <laughs> I have only ever seen Showgirls once, and I did it at the Show Gallery in Newcastle. I think I'm saying that right. Graham will probably correct us, but it was a, a, a cinema room. Um, like a homemade cinema room and I watched it with a bunch of drag queens and it was one of the most best experiences of my entire life especially when that sex scene came up because <laughs> one queen shouted from the back if that's what heterosexual sex looks like count me out <laughs> yes yes it is be glad you are <laughs> but yeah it's uh I, I, it's just ridiculous the whole film ridiculous mm-hmm. and it would be wrong of me not to quote Randy wouldn't it you know when he's in his, uh, it's, it's in Scream Two, where he's in the class with Timothy Oliphant, and yeah, they ask yeah, him, Joshua, 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 Joshua. Yeah. yeah, and uh, yeah, it stuck with me. That did Showgirls. Showgirls. <laughs> I love that answer so much. And that was a Saved by the Bell fan, and it upset us <laughs> so much. It's it's the line <laughs> where she says, "It's Versace." <laughs> 
Me and Michaela say it all the time. It's Versace. (laughs) Yes. Love it. Ridiculous. Okay. um, Okay. So out of films I've watched in the last, we'll go with last five, six months. I would, I don't have them in any specific order. No, we never do because that's too Mm. hard. That's impossible. But they're just films I've really enjoyed and I'd recommend people (laughs) give a watch if they can be asked. Don't have to. Really doesn't make any difference if they do. Um, But I really enjoyed Barbarian. Um, Not seen it yet. It's on Disney Plus right now Mm. because that is the the real one place it needs to be. Um, (laughs) But it it is so bizarre. At the end, Mm. there's bits in it where you just go, eh? But it's... (sighs) The storyline is really well done and I love it when they take turns and they don't you're not expecting something because everything is so bloody predictable now. When yeah. you're a horror fan, mm-hmm. you know what's going to happen. The setup, yeah. the execution or the the, the event, and then mm-hmm. the aftermath. You know, yeah. you know that's going to happen. But I like it when you've got people who look at it like Quentin Tarantino. You know, you mix it up, you throw it around, you change a bit, mm-hmm. you put that there and it throws you off and... Mm. That leads me to the menu. I only watched that last week. But... Oh, that's on me. That is on my next takeaway meal <laughs> movie. <laughs> Anytime we get a takeaway, we get we watch a movie, and that is on the next. That's on the list. Yeah, I need to see it so badly. It is so well done. The cast are they're not necessarily people I would go out of my way to watch in other films, um, mm-hmm. but it was so well done. You have to really be on your game when you're watching it. It's the little things that matter. Yeah. And it just doesn't go where you're thinking it's going to go. I went in there thinking, oh, I know what this is about. Yeah. It'll be about this. No, completely wrong. Well, this oh, is right. this is TikTok all over because I see little clips come up and obviously I, I've switched past straight away, yeah. but I, I've seen enough to go, I know this. Yeah. <laughs> no. I know this. No. No, but I probably don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, another one uh, recently came out, Werewolf by Night. On Disney Plus, I have to be honest. I am a huge Universal Monsters fan. I my my hall, which you can't see, but out that door, we've got nothing but Universal Monsters in our hallway. So we've got Dracula and the creature looking down the stairs over the Um, top. Let's uh, coming out the wall where she lives. (laughs) Is it the the big creature? The big the the oh god, I can't think who did it, but it's like. The Grave Walker. We used to sell them. Yeah. We now sell the we sell the Draculas because we sold out of all the creatures, and we've got the Dracula coming off of this wall and the creature coming off of this wall, and then we've got <laughs> I get like next week. I'm going to be looking at your side. <laughs> <laughs> and then we've got um, uh, just loads of. I, I'm, I'm a bit of a horse, so I'll pick up weird things like when I see Universal monster stuff that I haven't seen. My ring light is actually on the werewolf's cane from. Uh, right. <laughs> you know. That's where I can get it to stick at the moment. Where where else are you going to put it? (laughs) Um, Exactly. Handy. Um, But yeah, I loved Werewolf by Night because it had the sense of humour from the modern day, but it was done in Mm. such a great style. Mm -hmm. And they they kept true to the way that the original movie sort of felt in the filming style. And I remember it was only an hour long, but I remember just sitting there going, I haven't seen anything like that for years. And I really, really enjoyed it. And it it was, yeah, it was just so well done. And, Came out of far right for me. No, no, uh, I, I, I really enjoyed that as well. As you said, um, you, with it being Marvel, Marvel's getting, as you said, we're talking about predictable, Marvel has been predictable for the last 
yeah, in a bit, quite, yeah. uh, quite yeah. as much. But that was like I felt like a risk from Marvel as well. And, and I like I said the old style where they don't show you too much. Like everything's done in shadows. Like the violence oh, yeah. is done in shadows and stuff like that, and the colors and everything. And I, I love the like the Wizard of Oz reference at the end where it goes from black and white to the Technicolor and stuff yeah. uh, and anything like that. I, I, I'm all for all in any day of the week but um <laughs> and the cast like the i can't remember the the woman's race but the from fraser that, that oh uh, D- um dd i can't I think say, of the actress's name but, I, yeah, I know who you mean yeah, yeah. yeah just absolutely amazing like anytime she was on the screen he just was drawn to it and um but yeah like i said one of one of the favorite things marvel's done since for, yeah. for quite a while yeah i mean um, that marvel is my go-to switch off I love, and, and I'm I'm not ashamed to admit it, although I know everybody on the page will probably kill me for saying it, but Marvel is like my go-to switch off, happy place. If I don't, I can sit and watch 15 horrors back to back and go to sleep and sleep very well because I'm yeah. one of those people. <laughs> I can listen to true crime podcasts because I'm that white, you know, typical woman yeah. although i hate pumpkin spice latte um <laughs> me too my god are we just the same person like me I, I can fall asleep with devil's rejects and think absolutely nothing of it it just i think i've become so desensitized because yeah. of my love of horror that it's just i'm looking for that next thing that makes me go yeah and yeah. quite recently i've been watching a lot of um dubbed or subtitled um films so i i watched the sadness two days ago and Mm -hmm. i have to that is gore porn slash zombie movie slash i don't know what the fuck that was but it was (laughs) it is one of those films where if you can watch it with the subtitles it'll be better um Mm -hmm. but it's chinese that one that was chinese uh Train to Busan, obviously one, not so much two, but one one was better because you, the heartstrings thing, you know, it's always yeah, the, there. The only problem is with that now, the, the, it's getting an American remake. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we had this discussion the other week. <laughs> Let's leave it alone. Um, yes. <laughs> Parasite was really, really good as well. I really enjoyed Parasite. Uh, Martyrs, uh, the French, oh. that's... yeah. Like my wife, she loves anything to do with gore and like mm. like anything like that. I, I like I, I am the, the the like say the the softy of the the family. <laughs> I yeah. love I love a good horror. I'm I'm more one of the ones that like things that way. The things you don't see scares me more. It's because it leaves you thinking and like it uses your imagination. If you show us too much, it kind of lo- loses the scare for us. It just gets uncomfortable. But yeah. That, that, I'm not. A, I'm not a gore fan. I tried. I tried to do a Hannibal Holocaust and just freaked out within ten minutes and went, "I can't do this." Well, I, I watched that and I didn't realize I had my curtains open and it was nighttime and I was watching Cannibal Holocaust and my TV at the time faced the window. So, right. oh was, god! So everyone, anybody that was walking past, was watching me watch Cannibal Holocaust. So, oh, I freaked out. Uh, I think that my my expectation of it was so high. Yeah. Like I heard all these stories. I was waiting for a turtle. Um, I was like, I was, I was like so on a high. I was like, no, I can't. I, I can't actually do this. So I ended up watching Sleepy Hollow instead. Well, the Green Inferno is the poor man's version of Cannibal Holocaust. So I mean, if you if you can get through the Green Inferno with Eli Roth, then yeah. you, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I think there's there's quite a few films lately, like. Um, I'm not a fan of reboots. I think I've already said that, but um, mm-hmm. 
but I did enjoy the reboot of Suspiria, the Dario nice. yes. Argento one. Argento I mean, one, yeah. Yeah, with uh, seeing his name. I met him at Horicon, oh and I didn't God. know it was him. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know it was him at the time. He came up. Uh, it was Sheffield Horicon, mm-hmm. and it was pre Panini, and um, he came up and he was being translated through with this guy. And uh, I, I just, for some reason, it didn't twig. And I was having okay. this conversation with him for ages and he walked off. And uh, one of the next stall holders came over and went, oh my God, what was he saying? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> he was asking me about like some, did we ever get sort of any, any? I think back, looking back, it was something like, did we get any uh, merch that was based around like those films? <laughs> Yeah. And it just did not twig that it, it no. was him. And it wasn't until he walked away. I was like, oh, fuck, this is like the name. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's the thing, it's, it's one of them things, though, because the name, like, it's, it's it's not really, I don't think he does many interviews or he's not big, yeah. like, no. showing his face. So his name's always synonymous, but you'd, like, mm. you would, you wouldn't recognise him if you walked down the street. No, so, yeah. and, no, I wouldn't have yeah, played. it's that one scene that you know I'm talking about. Uh, mm-hmm. in Suspiria where the I think the newer version did that scene better mm-hmm. in the old than the older version because of the way that they could either get mm-hmm. the contortion. Yeah. 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 Um that gave me the ick. It really did. And I was just like, oh I like that. I like the fact that it's actually made me feel yeah. something. Mm-hmm. Um it, if I go away and go, I hate that film, it's still given me some sort of feeling because mm-hmm. yeah. ma- majority it's... of stuff don't. But that's the thing, though, because it's all about the discussion as well. Because even if you didn't mm. like something, you can say why you didn't like it or just pick it apart. It's the ones where you don't feel anything from yeah. that. Yeah. Like it's 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 more disappointing than anything else. But yeah, um, like I say, one I of did... the films like like I watched this year, uh, like horror film wise, it's always worth like pointing out. I loved just because it was a simple ghost story, and it was like an oh. induction one as well. It's Black Phone. It was. I um, loved that. And, and Ethan Hawke was absolutely amazing in it, and. <laughs> Um, just like the innocent, it was kind of innocent in a way as well. That that's mm. where I like to put. Yeah, and that one kind of stayed with us for the for this year as well. Sorry. Yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed Black Phone. Um, X was another one I really enjoyed last year. I know. I, it, I haven't just, seen it, Pearl yet. Pearl's the other. It's shite. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's I haven't seen not, that yet. I watched it the other day. It's not like if you have high regard for X, just keep that. Just, okay. just keep, just keep I'll it with that one. Stay there, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. X, I thought like I'm a huge Texas Chainsaw Massacre fan, and it was giving me such like vibes. I was loving every second of it. Um, it was nothing. It's nothing brand new or refreshing. It was just a plain old grainy looking slasher, snuff film type thing. Yeah, I just <laughs> really enjoyed it. <laughs> Um, the one um, this is going to be really controversial, and people are probably going to leave the page and tell me I'm a terrible human for this one. But I really didn't enjoy the terrifiers. No, 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 I'm not the biggest of. I love the aesthetic of art. Like I think, uh, like aesthetically, I do like it. But I, I tried to watch his first one. I was bored out my tree, uh, and I just have not even entertained the second one. I can't do it. The second one is better than the first. If mm-hmm. you can say that, um, the character has so much potential, and the guy who plays him, I've forgotten mm-hmm. his name, he was at Horicon, David something. He's he, meant to be lovely, he does a fantastic job at giving the creeps to people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, my, my mother in law actually makes a lot of uh 
replicas of um like horror villains and she made oh. a, a replica of art the clown and mm-hmm. uh david saw it and he liked it and he started following her on, um, oh, on instagram lovely. she's also does poltergeist clowns and uh sean oh. clark who mm-hmm. has one of the original uh in his collection room himself he was at showmasters one year and he came up to us and he said that is the best replica i've ever seen life-size when oh she makes gosh. them for us to sell and uh he was like asking us hundreds of questions about it and everything and mm-hmm. terry just she she does amazing things we used to have a five foot pennywise from the first it that we used to take to shows mm-hmm. with us and we could position him behind the mm-hmm. the thing and he had the tim curry it had fully molded tim curry face he had all the spiky teeth mm-hmm. literally right. she's she handmade the the entire costume um and it, it just like she, honestly if you you'll i'm to, gonna do a shameful to... promotion here but no, that's uh, fine you'll have to no, post do a, a, promote, yeah, promote. <laughs> you'll have to post a, a instagram on the page Please. as well yeah yeah it's, it's candlelight underscore underscore corner um mm-hmm. and that's my mother-in-law she's uh a bit shy so she, if you send her messages about anything she might not get back to you very quickly <laughs> she'll get there but she just loves making she's a maker she's not I a people yeah. so but yeah her stuff mm-hmm. is just like we mm-hmm. sell quite a lot of her stuff on 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 the uh stall for the bigger shows um yeah. but yeah she, she the stuff she makes is absolutely fantastic so but yeah shameful yeah. plug right where no, were we <laughs> no, no you plug away that's fine that's why why i wanted it on like these stories are like like something that we want to hear and stuff like say so that, that people don't get like say the credit for or, or to hear from as well but yeah like going back to the terrifiers as well like um i like because i think when Two was announced that was coming out. Me and the wife watched the first one. And as I said, it was a bit... Mm, the, the art was intriguing. And the whole mm. dynamic between him and the girl was quite interesting as well at the start. But then it just goes just way off the reels and you don't know what's happening or where's where's, where's happening. But the second one, I, I was like... It, it went to the realms of disbelieving the, and, the, and the creepy girl clown as well. I was like... Yeah, this is not for me. <laughs> no. I mean, it wasn't even the... For me, it was... I know it was purposefully done with, like, a 70s, 80s mm-hmm. layer of... Grime. <laughs> yeah, and it was supposed to be sort of with that old old sort of vibe for the films, but mm-hmm. I just thought the acting let it down massively. Um, yeah. Not not art because he when he did mm-hmm. uh, All's Hallow Eve, I don't, All Hallows yeah. Eve, it wasn't the guy who plays him now. No, it's a different actor. So I'd seen him around anyway, but like these girls, the, the girls, I I really struggled watching them, and I was just like, you don't, you mm-hmm. look like somebody he sort of bought and said, do you want to come on and do a film? Here's twenty mm-hmm. minutes, learn your lines, <laughs> crack on. <laughs> and I, it just it, it, what it was so hard to. Mm-hmm. Not empathise because I don't empathise because I don't have any because I'm a weird person. But I, I, I just you know you know you sort of feel for characters. You get empathy for them. Yeah. Think, oh, I don't want them to die or whatever. No, I was sitting there going, "When are you going to die?" Yeah. So mm. but I, th- I think know. that's with a lot of movies these days, especially with horror, because that, that's again, I am the biggest eighties nut. Like anything from the eighties, like I absolutely adore. They give you characters that you actually cared about and loved, and that you you wanted better for them. Like I said, it's not like I, I know empathising or. Just the likability factor, and a lot mm-hmm. of horror films or like even movies that we get these days, the characters aren't likable, so you no. don't get engrossed and you don't get bothered. Like, um, 
one of the ones that I was enjoying, but then they did a did a, an act through the film. I was like, right, I want this bitch to die now. It was uh, Drag Me to Hell. As soon as oh, she God. killed, as soon as she killed the cat, I was like, yeah, I, 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 if you get, if you get with this alive, I'm gonna hunt you down myself. I didn't even get to that point when she got that cat in her hand. I paused the film and I said, just get on Wikipedia and find out what happens to that cat." Mm-hmm. And he went, "Yeah, turn it off." I was like, "I'm not watching the rest of it. Yeah. I can't do animals in films. I can't I'm... do it." And thanks to Grant, I do... oh, speaking of, hello, yeah, kitty cat. <laughs> uh, thanks to Grant, I can now go ahead and find out beforehand what happens to animals in films, so I don't have. To... I have still haven't watched Midnight Mass. Still yeah. can't bring this watch it. it. No. Yeah, I, so, I... <laughs> is Dinah all right there? <laughs> yeah, she's just jumping on my back. She does, this all she, does, she does this when I'm at work as well, though. That's the thing I'm talking oh, to customer. And she'll be she'll sit and say, What are you doing? What are you saying to the people? But yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so I've never worked with animals this year. <laughs> <laughs> Drag Me to Hell was the only film I've ever walked out in the cinema at. Amazing. And- it was the bit where the obviously oh. she was she was numbing her chin, you know, yeah. with her no teeth, and it was I just was like, it didn't gross me out. But I was like, what on earth is this nonsense? Let's go, <laughs> yeah, let's go. And I, I, after us, after I asked Anth what happened, I said, just what happens at the end, and he went, yeah, she gets dragged to hell. I was getting like, fuck for that. <laughs> but that's the thing. There's like certain films. I know um, we nearly walked out. Like we 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 said for things, but we nearly walked out with Halloween ends and again don't want to keep shitting on the on the movie. Um, <laughs> away from that. But um, like even my wife, she was like saying, like if we hadn't have watched the two films before this, like to get the closure, we yeah. probably wouldn't have stayed. But um, what what would you say is like I know like say them the modern films as well, and I'm going to make this really hard for you now. What would you say is your go to horror movie of all time? Uh, <laughs> I'm, look, I'm looking at my list. Look at list now. <laughs> I had to write a list. I, it depends. Honestly, it depends what kind of mood I'm in. Because, mm-hmm. um, oh, I completely like, agree was, with you there. Yeah. It, if I want something that's just got to make me laugh at the same time as being quite violent, mm-hmm. Devil's Rejects. Yes. Because yes. I love. I've met Richard and I met Sid before he passed away, and. Oh. Uh, Richard is one of the nicest men I've ever met Richard Brake in my entire life. He took 15 minutes out to talk to me about what happened on the on the set of Doom. Um, Amazing. He even wrote the whole quote about Ladyboys, which I know is not the right vernacular. It's not my words. It's the cast, you know, it's, it's the <laughs> yeah. speech yeah. from the film, um, all on the front of my DVD cover. And, oh, my and God. Sid was a bit weird. There's a photo of me and Sid where he's going, right, you put your finger up and I'll go like that. And it looks like I'm saying, fuck you in the photo. And I was like, this man, <laughs> this man knows. <laughs> but he did actually, he told my other half he could talk to snakes. So I don't know if he was on his way out at that point, but he was, he right. was, oh my gosh. I saw, um, I saw Richard Brake at the Phil of a Horror in 2021. Um, saw his, he did, I was sitting in the front row, um, when he was doing his talk and he was just, he just come across so interesting. And then in 2019, obviously Sid was meant to be there, but passed away just beforehand. Yeah. And listening, they did a minute silence and they had a, um, where his booth, they still had his booth where it was going to be um, with his picture there. But they had like a, um, a book, remembrance book that they had laid out for people to go and sign. And they did a minute silence and listening to that whole hall go mm-hmm. from up here to 
silence was it was, it was almost it was really emotional and they had like a montage on the screen and it was just oh it was so lovely i do love sid and devil's rejects is one of my favorites and i only watch house of a thousand corpses for the first 20 minutes when he's in it <laughs> well i met bill as well i've been lucky enough oh. to meet bill as well and uh bill's absolutely cuckoo crazy yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I walked into him. <laughs> I, walk, I walked past him when we went to when I went to the toilet, and I went, "Oh my god!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's uh, yeah. So that is my sort of one of my go tos. But then I also one of my favorite. It depends if I'm fe- I don't watch romantic films. I hate rom coms as a rule. Um, mm-hmm. they don't do anything for me. They're unrealistic. People do not act like that in real life. I mm-hmm. understand if you like them for escapism. That's your thing lovely yeah me no my idea of a romantic film is bride of frankenstein mm-hmm. um Amazing. that's my go one of my go-to if i want to mm-hmm. i don't know not get teary because i don't cry because i don't have tear ducts no i do but I, I, they don't work <laughs> um but yeah I, it's one of my sort of mm-hmm. favorite oh, i wouldn't even call it a, a like a romantic film but it is it's the monster it movies. is oh it is it's it's romance and and monsters and oh no i absolutely adore that film um we belong but... together <laughs> <laughs> i did watch frankenstein for the because i'd seen bride of frankenstein well before i saw frankenstein and i watched it a couple of years ago and i've never gotten so angry over a film before well yeah. i have i've i've gotten angry but this really got to us and it really stuck with us for a few days on how awful they were to frankenstein's monster out of yeah. out of no fault the, of his own i know i, I get point. that the, the whole story <laughs> but it was just it was the fact that i was like because i was mm-hmm. paying attention to this one i watched mary shirley frankenstein and really was not paying that much attention i've seen the stage show with benedict cumberbatch and What's his face? Um, Johnny Lee Miller. Um, but this I really, really paid close attention, and I really got upset and angry, and it stayed with us for a few days. But I don't feel like that when I watch Bride of Frankenstein. <laughs> the, the, my favorite bit of Frankenstein is where he eats the kid in the water. I'm like, <laughs> the water um, that looks about that big. Yeah, like, but, uh, it's right on the shore. <laughs> probably just giving the kid a wish. It was back in the day. It was probably a bit scruffy looking. You never know. Exactly. <laughs> just get in, get a wish. Yeah, have a wash. You stink. Um, yeah. The also the fact that Mary Shelley was only 19 when she wrote Frankenstein, yeah. mm-hmm. and and it's like back in. 18 the oldie days. Oh, yeah. To be fair, uh, she, was, she was lucky they didn't burn her as a witch, though. To be fair. Oh, God, oh, gosh. <laughs> she got better. Um, yeah. and that's Monty <laughs> Python quote for you there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, she, yeah, I, they're, they're two of sort of like, if I look at like different genres within horror, mm-hmm. they're two of my favorite. I mean, I love Hostel. For reasons wow. I I do that not is know such why. a juxtaposition from like Bride of Frankenstein then Hostel. <laughs> I think it was because at the time, like I say, with most of these first films that come out, mm-hmm. haven't mm-hmm. seen anything like that, and the yeah. concept of going backpacking, and I don't think it had been overly mm-hmm. done. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a trope at that point. It was. No. Um, I think the so, one only one that came before was Saw. It was yeah, so yeah, yeah, it was, uh-huh. there, yeah, yeah. And and they just woke up in the room. You know, the whole yeah. movie had been based in that one room. Whereas this one, they were backpackers. You know, and I think I was just a bit older than your average backpacker or gap year person, but you could still see yourself going off on holiday and you know mm-hmm. jaunting around. And then you see this happen, and you're like, oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> hmm. 
don't think I will go away now. No. Yeah. Uh, I've actually got. Uh, well, I don't know if I can tell this story. <laughs> not, not me personally. Um, I've got two very close friends that like to go on like these type of ventures. Um, Jill is one of them. She normally goes. Um, like say, she's one of these people that was got pissed on a Friday night uh, of Glastonbury and and decided to hitchhike the way of Glastonbury without a ticket, without any money. And actually got oh, in. No, <laughs> so, um, actually, <laughs> um, like I said, these type of adventures had, but they did go to one of the, uh, like, one of the countries, I can't remember what it was, but it was like, um, like in the for- former like, USSR, I was like, uh, I can't remember now, um, but it was like Eastern European country, and they got lost and they were trying to find the way around uh, a city on a, on a nighttime, absolutely mortal drunk. Um, one of them goes one way, one of them goes the other way to try and see if they can locate taxis or locate where they were. Come back, one of them was white as a sheep. When what happened? She went, I met a man. I tried to help him. I, I took him to give his directions and he tried to put his finger up my ass. And that was how the conversation went. So it wasn't the scariest hostel where someone's going to get killed. Um, that's like I said, <laughs> but that's like say if you go backpacking or tra- traveling through but they did the whole uh, train oh. journey from like all the way through like the different countries and stuff um, so, yeah. <laughs> I remember being, remember being told that story in the pub just wet myself <sighs> laughing but um, knowing the people who they were like normally if someone told that story I would never have believed in the world yeah. that's bullshit but, <laughs> yeah. but the way that I was like yeah that would have been true Oh, that's uh, that's an experience. That's a story to tell to the grandkids, isn't it? You yes, know? yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, I'm going to go with a really random one here as well. Cabin in the Woods. Not a lot Very of people different. liked it. Not a lot of people liked it. But I love the fact that there was this idea that, that everything's a big game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I loved it. It's it, and the fact that when it got to the monsters, as in Thirteen Ghosts, which I also love, it's the monsters that I loved rather than the storyline. Yeah, the, the idea that people like Guillermo del Toro does it better than anyone else. He can think of those grotesque, nightmarish mm-hmm. animal people hybrid things that the average person can't think of, and he puts them out there, and people are like. I didn't even know I was scared of that until I've just seen yeah. it, you know. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know it existed, and now I do, and now it scares the life out of me. And mm-hmm. Cabin in the Woods, when you look in all those tiny little booths, you keep seeing random things, and when that big attack happens at the the end mm-hmm. and you see all the different ones, you're just sitting there going, oh, my God, someone's got a really fucked up imagination. I, I really like how they yeah. got here. No, and plus, it's Gawney Weaver, yeah. so. No, no, yeah. I, I, lo- I loved it. It was a big like, surprise. Me too. I, I think it was one of them ones where, because when a horror film comes out, you've normally like you heard months and months of like what it's going to be about, what yeah. uh, were the trailers. It kind of came out of nowhere, and so you didn't know what was happening. So when you were watching it, I like see, I didn't work out that that was like what was happening throughout the, mm. the film till the end bit. It was getting right. It's 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 Monday world. It's just these things are happening in the horror films to make sure that the world doesn't end and stuff like that. So I was like, ah, it was such a clever premise. I know, uh, like I say, it was produced by Josh Whedon as well, wasn't it? Oh, well, yeah. He who shall not be named. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> um, it, it only got released, I think, because it was, it was going to go straight to DVD, but it only got released in the cinema because Chris Helmsworth got uh, asked to store because it got filmed before he played Thor. Yeah. But it got released afterwards, I think. Yeah. Like... Um... Okay. No, you're right. No, no, go on. No, I also I got into um True Call In, which was the 
uh, I don't know if you ever saw that TV series, True Calling, with, and I can it never say. sounds familiar. Eliza, and I can never say her surname. She was in Buffy, she played Faith, her. Eliza oh, Eliza Yeah, I can never say her surname properly, and I don't want to butcher it, so. But yeah, she. I'm surprised I can't. She plays a, like a an escort, a female escort that gets her mind wiped constantly. Oh, yeah. And the guy that was in uh, Cabin in the Woods, who was the stoner, was her, like, one of her controllers in that. And mm-hmm. so I always, like, he was called Topher, I think. So when mm-hmm. I saw him in this, I was like, that's the only other thing I've ever seen him in. And, and you know, mm-hmm. when you, like, it just sticks with you. And so mm-hmm. I was like, he's funny in that, so he's got to be funny in this. And even though I was just like, <laughs> just the rules, the weird rules. <laughs> No, certainly. As I said, with Cabin in the Woods, it, it came out of nowhere, and I just loved how it played up with the tropes as well, because it took the piss out of itself. And like when you realised what was happening, you were thinking, "Oh, this is such such a clever like premise." You know, um, it's, uh, I remember watching it. Like, say, I've, uh, I always go back. I think I chose it for cult classics, or uh, possibly. You one. definitely had it on the list before. I just generally yeah. can't remember at this stage yeah, which yeah, list that went on to. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> Um, the thing, the thing's another one. Like John Carpenter's mind and how he manages to get something so disgusting and put it in a a horror sci-fi, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and gonna, get Kurt Russell. Ask, yeah, I was going to ask Kurt which Russell. version, but Kurt Russell, that yeah, Kurt Russell. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. The, uh, the it's not even a remake. It's like a prequel slash remake, isn't it? It's mm. I don't um, know where it sits. Quite. It's shade. I watched that. I watched that before. It's not, I watched it's not terrible. It's not terrible. It's just not but when you, you put it up, put it to the it's just, it's same with anything. You put it to the standard of the thing. Everything's going to be not as good. I hadn't, I hadn't seen the thing before. I watched that one, mm-hmm. thinking I'd be clever and watch the prequel first. And yeah, I just did not enjoy. It. And then I watched the the original. And oh my god, I don't get scared at horrors. I've been watching them since I was a kid. I am completely not the like. Fears now, like dozen fears, but that made my stomach churn. That really did make my stomach drop. I have a huge love and a huge respect for people who can do practical effects. Um, Tom Savini. You are just so on the right podcast right now. (laughs) (laughs) Tom Savini is the second person I ever got tongue tied with. Um, I went up to meet him. And I couldn't form words. And I stood there and I went, ever deb bleeding marvellous. Uh, thanks. Yeah. Who? <laughs> and um, he signed a picture of him and Ari Lehman for me. And it's downstairs in my front room. And um, yeah. a couple of years ago, what I, t- I try and do is every year I go and I find somebody on, I won't use the, the name, but oh, I will, Cameo. And I hmm. find a star and I, you know, you can pay them to do a video. Well, I yeah. got Tom to do a video oh. for, for the page. So I try and it's not like a reward because that makes me sound like a weirdo, but you know, I don't want to say <laughs> no, no, thank you. Yeah, yeah, you know, no, I want to yeah. say thank you to everybody for, for sticking around for the year. So I, I, we've had Tom Savini, uh, mm. Doug Jones, we've had uh, Tony Todd, Bill Mosley, and yeah, the last one, sh- Ginger Snaps this year. Yeah, Catherine yeah. Isabel this year. But um, mm. when Tom did it, I was expecting like a two minute video. No, 10 minutes. He toured us what? around. If you go on the TikTok, he tours us around his, um, uh, he's, he's got like a studio in his back garden and he walks us around all of his characters that he's created and talks about some of them. And it's absolutely nuts, absolutely nuts. And to this day, he's one person I'd actually like to physically be able to get words out to talk to one day. Yeah. But um, yeah, he's uh, him, Robert Kurzman as well, the guy who invented uh, Freddy. Can't yes. not give him... 
an honourable mention. But um, there's so many guys at Stan Winston, you know, that they mm. paved the way for CGI in some respects because yeah. there had to be a starting point. And yeah. that... But in many Ugh. cases, it's not an improvement, though. That's the thing no. with with no. a lot of it. It it kind of takes like the the scary factor out. Yeah. Um. I know recently. Um. Like, say, I love the show Wednesday. Like the show, but the CG and that didn't spoil it, but it it didn't add to it as well. It could have worked so much better. I, I know it's Tim Burton as well. So if they did use a bit more practical effects for like the monsters and stuff like that, I, I know it's hard. It's easier to do now with CGI, Yeah. but there's so many aspects. If they use like going back to like say the original, um, uh, like an American werewolf in London, like the way they did the effects and changed, changed the mm. werewolf. I know you couldn't do that for the likes of Harry Potter because it's going to scare the kids, but to have a realistic change would have meant, made it a little bit more entertaining, a little bit more fun for me. But that, again, yeah. that's just always down to a personal preference there. I would always go, you can always spot a, a practical effect over a, a special effect and it just impacts you more as well. I always find it more special when practical effects are involved because I mean, like special effects makeup and a huge Tom Savini fan and um, Rick Baker as well. Yeah, especially, yeah. yeah. I could sit and listen to the, Nine, I see him. <laughs> <laughs> I can sit and listen to them to just wax lyrical about processes and you know ideas and concept arts and I just I I love it. So I do get slightly disheartened when I feel that that you know practical effects could have been used. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do get what you mean by like Wednesday. It would have been very difficult because it was a lot that they did practical. Like obviously, thing was practical. Um, yeah. but that monster was something to be desired yeah <laughs> <laughs> especially yeah, that's what you know that can be done yeah like, you, you yeah. watched a man physically transform from man to wolf you've seen it happen and that was what in the 70s so i don't know personal preference no i'm <laughs> with you i'm with you on that i mean there's so many times you sit and cgi is great for your marvels and, and your yes. big Big, impossibly mm-hmm. space based. Nobody can go and film up there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. CGI is great for those kind of films, but I still think mm-hmm. Aliens did it. Alien, Aliens pre CGI to the extent that it is today. I'm not talking about your like Star Wars pew pew. You know your little. <laughs> no, none of that. Uh, um, you yeah. know, but they still managed to do it without yeah. any of it, and it was so mm-hmm. much scarier watching Alien and Aliens compared to watching something mm-hmm. now that's based in space, because you're just like... Yeah. No, I'm, yeah, I'm more scared of the process after we did our alien talk and bloody Kev told us how they did half the stuff. I was good, Jesus Christ. <laughs> and he was sending us pictures of dogs in like, oh my God, terrifying. <laughs> it's, when you actually start digging into stuff and you see the behind the scenes and the amount of work that goes into it, you're just, you're just like, okay, yeah. yeah, the guys that sit there and can create frame after frame after frame after frame of CGI... I take my hat off because that must be so monotonous. I find that the practical side of it must be so much more rewarding for the people doing it because it's not a repeat, 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 repeat. It's making something into something that you can see, that you can touch, that you can feel, and the actors can see and touch and feel it as well. And the actors respond better, I think, to actually seeing a practical thing than a tennis ball on a stick, you know. it's. 
I always look uh, like Ghostbusters for an example. I know when you look at like the making of Ghostbusters and everything that was on behind the scenes, like the pressure they were on to do them things and like half the stuff they made was like by mistake or just like say just yeah. lying. When they said, "Oh, make Slimer look like John Belushi," he went, "How am I going to make him look like John Belushi?" So he came back the day and didn't make any changes and said, "Yeah, I made him look more like John Belushi." And he went, "Yeah, yeah, you can see it now." Yeah, it's it just, works. <laughs> but um, like say the, the things that they did back then, like like number one, like it, I know I've said before with Ghostbusters, if you take the jokes out, you get a pretty scary horror film. But the probably the number one jump scare in any film. That, that still gets me today is that library ghost as well and yeah. the way that was done as well it's just perfect <laughs> you but, used to scare I, the shit out my sister <laughs> but, but i still think i said when you talk about cgi a lot of people use it now to hide over like like mistakes or bad things yeah. in movies as well so that, that when it's used when cgi is done used well you don't even notice it's there type thing exactly yeah but um but as you said um how much fun it would have been to work on these sets, like building these practical effects and seeing what works and just testing and trying these things and then changing it up to be someone sitting on a computer. And like, like I know what it's like sitting on a computer now because that's, that's all I do when I, I build these, the podcast, put the <laughs> designs together and stuff like that. It's like putting together, like, like even the little bit bits, it's moving it like pixel by pixel. Sometimes it can drive you nuts. But <laughs> um, it's like, different things like, like all the time but yeah I, i've got so much love and admiration to what was done that's why i think the 80s was always the best like film wise like like any type of thing even the music was better in the 80s but that's just me saying that but yeah <laughs> part of me <laughs> thinks so go on sorry no no go on i was just gonna say you, you can get the 80s in there every episode <laughs> <laughs> well part of me thinks a lot of it has to do with the nostalgia factor to us i mean a kid mm. now watching what we watched um my nephews are 13 12 and 10 and they watched Ghostbusters for the first time about a year year ago uh they watched Labyrinth Dark Crystal I went out and I bought them all on DVD and I went to my sister make them watch them (laughs) educate (laughs) your children um and she they loved Ghostbusters so for me to think that 30 years on almost 40 ish for these kids you know it's still got that power of making a kid go and it hasn't got all the bells and whistles of a Marvel movie. So if a film no. can still do that in 40 years, then it stands up. It's like Gremlins. Yes. They thought it was hilarious. Mm-hmm. The puppets were so well done by Rick Baker. The mm. The whole concept of these little things, I don't know where it came from. Technically, it's a Christmas movie, so I'm told, but I also think it's a horror Christmas movie. Yeah. Um, I have met Corey Feldman, by the way. Uh, he did Horrorcon a couple of years ago, and... Uh, Dressed as Michael Jackson, and uh, I, that, I think that's I think that's the look now. I don't no, think he's getting away think, from I, that. I, I, yeah, I think uh, he's coming back this year though to Wales, isn't it, or Liverpool? He, uh, he's doing Liverpool, yeah. and they're doing a Frog Brothers duo. So Brilliant, yeah, and I know like that's I, I have to because I, I I know I've mentioned before, and I've like like. I am one of the biggest Goonies fans there is. Like me and Dave Dens talked about the Goonies quite a lot. I, I even made Sam do a full episode on the Goonies where I just talked the full plot of the Goonies. But um yep. and, I, and I did and I did actually make it a, like a like try and do like every single episode where I'll get a Goonies reference into the podcast at some point or bring it something back like the seven stages of Kevin Bacon. But he is one of the people because I loved Mouth as a kid, like one of my favorite guys. Like I love like any any Corey film, film like Lost Boys, Lights the Drive, 
stand by me or, or my childhood type thing. Yeah. And I have heard things about him as well. Like when he meets at cons, that he's not meant to be the nicest of people. So I am, it's one of the things that I want to meet him just to see it. I'll probably be like, yeah, I'll be tongue tied. But if he turned out to be a dick, it would break my heart. I, he was a man of few words when I met him. Um, I don't know whether he was, because he was going through a lot at that point, And I don't know if he was in his medicated phase, shall we say, or not. Um, right. he was dressed head to toe in black and gold studs. Right. Um, he had Choices. sunglasses. <laughs> yeah, he, he wore sunglasses in a photo that I have with him. Um, <laughs> and I couldn't get over how short he was. And and I think for me, being I'm only five three, so I think mm-hmm. everybody's tall, right? Everybody's tall, no matter what. When I watch on telly, giant, 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 giant. <laughs> well, you're gonna get a you're gonna get a shock if you see me in real life. I'm five <laughs> nine. <laughs> But this is the thing, and when you meet people in real life, you do set back yourself because you're like you have a preconceived notion of what you think these people are. And Corey yeah. Feldman is only about five five, five six, mm. and he mm-hmm. had lifts. Oh my god, I'm going to tower over him. He had lifts on his shoes, and he, he was stood next to me. And in the photo, there's only like me here and him here. And I was that was one of the things I went away with thinking. Apart from the fact, yeah, you dress like Michael Jackson, but the other thing was just like, I can't believe how small you are. <laughs> and I know that's what you're taking away from it. I love it. Not like, oh my god, he was a lovely man or anything like that. Yeah. But it was Not just like, oh my god, you're tiny. You know, yeah. and as a tiny person myself, I get to get away with saying stuff like that. But you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I get very uncomfortable with, very, with. I get very uncomfortable if someone is like next to who I'm taller than I will walk I'll kind of step away from you so we don't. There's not that weirdness because I am a giant. <laughs> My partner six five two. nine isn't a giant. I am a giant. <laughs> Compared I have to, to stand next. I have to stand next to my mother, who's like four eleven. I feel like a giant. <laughs> yeah, my, my other half six two, so it's not an yeah. issue. Like I'm his leaning post, you know. When he gets tired, <laughs> Just stand yeah, I do that to my mum and all. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's um, like as you said, there's certain people I would love to meet, like Sean Aston as well is one the ones on the bucket list. Like if I yeah. ever met him, I would I would say if. I'm not talking about Lord of the Rings. I don't want to talk about uh, strange things. Just tell us about the Goonies. That's that's literally. No. And um, I know like, he's at Wales. Yeah. yeah. But um, watching the Golden Globes the other night actually made me oh. night. Like the the guy, I, I can't. I'm not going to try and pronounce his name. Yeah. Will say it, but... Yeah. Like his speech I've just broke it. me. It broke me so much. Like how how lovely and how like say nice. I know. There was a video as well of like um, Sean Aston and the guy who played Chung Jeff. Oh, I can't remember his surname. Jeff Cohen. Jeff Cohen, sorry. Uh, yeah. Introducing them as well and talking about the Goonies and stuff. It was just one of the best things I've ever was... seen in a long time. I've got Watching... an honorary. I've got an honorary. Uh, an honorary mention on here for everything, everywhere, all at once. Which I know it isn't a horror I... film, but mm-hmm. I need to see it. It is the most bizarre fucking film you will ever lay eyes on. It is not what you think again, which is why I liked it so much. Um, but it was the fact that you got to see these actors. Like, you know, I haven't seen him in anything since Goonies, Raiders. Uh, I know he had bit parts. Because he, hasn't, no, he hasn't done anything. Yeah, he did that, a bit is... part in something else, but I can't remember what it was. I think it was California, uh, Encino Man. Encino with... Man, he's, yeah, he's an Encino Man with... Brendan Fraser for like a few seconds, but this is the being the yeah. whole 
whole hype of his Golden Globe award was that mm. he hasn't been cast in because he was he was typecast a child typecast actor yeah. and he could not get roles as an adult and watching him revel in this whole yeah. buzz is just been absolutely fantastic. I've cried on every interview he's done. <laughs> On every um, every sit down talk he's done, I have bawled my eyes out because I'm like, he's back. Have you heard where his next role for Kevin Feige is? He's going to be in. Oh my god! He said it the Lo- other day. He's just signed Logie, up for Loki Lo- season two. Yes. Is he really? Yes. yes. He is going MCU. Like <laughs> interesting. In saying that, though, they've got the Murray in the Quantum Mania trailer. I saw yeah. Bill Murray, and I was like. <laughs> I think I'm not one of these people who embarrass myself in public, but I was watching it in my lunch break at work and Bill popped up and I went, Oh my God, in the middle of my office. And everybody's like, What the hell's gone wrong? It's just Bill Murray. It's It's all right. (laughs) Panic over. (laughs) Bill Murray's going to be in a Marvel film. Oh, yeah. I know. It shocked the shit out of me. (laughs) But but they are keeping his role ultra secret. They're not letting anything about it. So that would be quite. It'd be lovely to have some surprises. That's what I like. Don't put an entire movie in the fucking trailer. I am sick to death of it when they do that. I don't. I'll just watch the trailer for free. I don't want to. You know, cinemas now are like, what, a 50 quid at least for two people to go to the cinema now to buy food, like a popcorn, tickets, Mm -hmm. and maybe a drink, right? 50 quid at least. That's 50 quid of hard-earned money I'm choosing to spend with you. Don't put the fucking entire movie yeah. in the goddamn trailer. Don't do uh, it. So I, I had that run, I had that run, <laughs> last, run last year with a whole of um, spoiling Spider-Man No Way Home. Like, it basically told us the whole prop that, that we were getting yeah. three Spider-Men without showing them. But it was like, but how, how is the lizard fighting an invisible space here and stuff? But yeah, yeah. That, that thing... And, <clears throat> And giving away the whole Egon spoilers with uh, Ghostbusters, not to the yeah. degree, but um, I'm trying to stay away from trailers. Now, that's why we don't yeah. do yeah. trailer reactions as much. Yeah. Because, no. um, but like I say, I watched the new Ant-Man 1 that came out last this week. And again, I'm gutted I've watched it because I've given away Mordok. Um And basically the whole, like saying, Kang in the full outfit you've, we've seen in the trailer now, that would have been nice to see um, in the cinema. But, yeah. I think the thing is, they loop so much of it together that you know that Kang's going to turn up somewhere in the right, you know, in the realm yeah. of the movies because mm-hmm. it's bound to happen. Same with like the new Captain America Falcon. Mm-hmm. I'm not keen, but that's the way they've gone. I just don't know if it's because I don't like the character of Falcon myself. I just I'm not yeah. sure. Uh, mm-hmm. He's not got the likability factor. You know, Bucky kills loads of people, but everybody still likes Bucky. And I'm not saying it's because I know mm-hmm. women like him because he's attractive. But yeah. that's not the reason I can separate that from a film. I no, like no. a character because I like a character, not because they're pretty or no. they look like a young Luke Skywalker. Or, but I think with um, does, Bucky, like he? he got his backstory when he like with Steve, so you kind of got like that more yeah. attachment. Like Falcon, you kind of get a little bit, but he's just a generic smart smart mouth hero, which yeah, he's uh, just there. Yeah. I like yeah. Sam Wilson, comic Sam Wilson. Mm-hmm. Right. I was I was buzzing my tits off and I was there with bells on at Forbidden Planet when he became Captain America. I was there for it. Um and I absolutely but this him being cap him being cap in the movies with it being Anthony Mackie playing him, I just I, I don't know. I don't it's know the guy that, it's, it's the guy that got owned by Slim Shady, so you can't really <laughs> you can't... Every, <laughs> every time we watch something with Anthony Mackie. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's it's one of those you're just going to see where it goes, how it goes. You know, it's mm-hmm. I'm not saying I don't like him, and yeah. they just I feel like he needs a bit of something. But, but uh, just to check as well, have you seen Black Panther two yet? No. no. Right. No, I haven't. Disney Plus, first of first of February, I'll be watching yeah. it. Yeah, I, I just no. not got around to it because it was one of those ones that came out in the midst of just just before Christmas, I think it was. Yeah, and yeah November time. It's to just... me, oh, Chadwick mm. is going to be a hard one to to replace. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it it, 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 it worked. It... it worked because like Angela Bassett is unbelievable. In oh, it, Queen! But the whole subplot, I'm not spoil it, but it kind of gives away where. A certain area of the Marvel universe is going to go right. with, well, I think it is. Mm. So, I, like I say, cause you put two to two, two together and get three, but to me, uh, the being quite obvious because I was wondering how they're going to fit in. Like I say, not it's not a spoiler because this is just a, a theory how they're going to fit the Thunderbolts in. After yeah. watching that movie now, I think I've got an idea how they're going to get right. the Thunderbolts in now. Interesting. I can't wait. I'm a huge submariner fan. I can't even say his name. Uh, mm. Neymar. So I'm looking forward to seeing the MCU's version of him because I understand open. it's very different. Am I yeah, right in or... saying though that they've got David Harbour as part of the Thunderbolts? They've got um, yep. mm-hmm. uh, Elena. She's going to yeah. be part of the Thunder. Yeah, because I was trying to because the 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 picture they released of the Thunderbolts, you could just about make up like one or two of them who they were, but I couldn't. I don't know whether so, it was just a bad picture I was looking at, but yeah, you know. it was a, it was it was on the like the Disney uh, events. But um, rumors are it's not the full Thunderbolts that they've announced. So it's Ghost, uh, Elena, uh, so Ghost, Ant Man and Wasp, um, yeah, Elena, um, Red Guardian, Red Guardian, Taskmaster, Taskmaster, um, I think that's it that they've announced. But Bucky. apparently, Bucky's going to be in it. Interesting. But um, that's why I think I know where they're going to go with it if Bucky's involved. But ah. um, the sec- but apparently Harrison Ford's going to be replacing General Ross. So oh yeah, because William Hurt yeah. William Hurt I'm, passed away last year. Yeah, I've heard nice things about him. Yeah. yeah, I read some. Yeah, yeah, mm. incredible stuff. Incredibly problematic person. Yeah, um, yeah. Who Harrison Ford? No, no. William Hurt. <laughs> Harrison Ford is the grumpy old fucker I intend to be when I am old. He I, is, I'm him now. <laughs> he is that. He just em, embodies that, like, just fuck off. I can't be bothered. What, what do you want to talk to me yeah. for? Just leave so me alone. I'm happy yeah. over here by myself. I just love that whole. And it's not put on. You can just tell everything is an inconvenience. And it is no. just fantastic. I share a I, birthday with him. <laughs> I felt Amazing. so sorry for him when he was in Newcastle because he literally just got followed around the streets by all the, the, the scummers, scummers going there's Harrison Ford um, walking around the streets in Newcastle. But um, yes, so he's meant to be coming in as Red Hulk. Yeah. So we're going to, because um, they didn't announce Abomination. Because that was right. a surprise, because I thought Abomination was going to be in, but they haven't announced that. Um, I wonder if that would be Tim Roth still, though, because She-Hulk, he was just Abomination and She-Hulk. So mm. they, they, they've they amalgamated the old uh, mm. Hulk I, with the I, new... I really liked what they did with um, Tim Roth and She-Hulk. Mm. I thoroughly enjoyed yeah. that. I was like, that took me for a spin. I was I on board with that. Yeah, but just... apparently... Because apparently uh, Ed Norton was asked to be in She-Hulk and he turned it down. Because he's an asshole. No, I'm kidding. Apparently, because that was going to be the spin. You know how like he goes into like 
like breaks the fourth wall and stuff. And, yeah. like, like it was going to be have like another version of the Hulk in it and stuff. But um, apparently Baron Zemo is going to play a part. That's supposed to be going to be another hidden yes. character in there. Yes, he but, was such a wasted character. Love him. And, uh, and I wouldn't. I think we'll probably get Sharon Carter back as well. Oh fuck that! I don't know. <laughs> Check out out. Yeah. Anyway, going back to horror films. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sharon is what breaks. Yeah, she just oh no, she's not for me. Um no, it's my fault. I bought some Marvel. I always wear it's my go-to sort of like I say, mm-hmm. it's just something that I, I am I am a proclaimed massive Marvel fangirl. So I could talk your ear off. But that's the thing. We, we, we never stay on track when we do any of these things no. anyway. So. <laughs> never. But that's the fun. Mix it up. I want to give a mention to The Descent. Um, Terrifiers. Still scared. Um, I, can't, I can't watch it. Craig Conway, uh, one of the most underrated actors, I think, out there at the moment. He, uh, it was Neil Marshall, didn't he? He did Dog Soldiers mm. and he did The Descent. And I think he did, mm. I can't remember what the other one he did. Um, it was one where, where all the all the Which one's the locked into Scotland. It's the one where they go in the Welsh Keys. Uh, yeah, Doomsday. Doomsday, that was it. Doomsday. Yeah. yeah, Craig was sold in Doomsday. Um, mm. And he was, he also played all the subterranean monsters in The Descent. Is that the one where they go splunking? <laughs> Yeah, they go spelunking. Yeah. All the American women go spelunking. I love that film. I've seen it. It must be about a cast of, I want to say, six people. Yeah, yeah. I've seen it. As total, I'm maybe. Yeah. I'm actually shocked I've seen something someone's mentioned. <laughs> and it's it's just so well executed for such a small cast. And mm-hmm. I think for the budget that it was on at the time as well, it wasn't a big budget movie. No, no you can tell it looks very indie. But it's like... When they're in those tiny spaces, you're in those tiny spaces. Yeah. When you see that rat, I'm getting hot sweats already now. Thing. Thing. <laughs> when um, you see the subterranean rats, you know, yeah. running from them, you're running from them. It's filmed in such a way that you actually feel the you're in there. Yeah. yeah. There's one moment that I do get taken out of that film completely, and it's when one of them goes all Lara Croft. Yeah. It just for just that brief second where she goes, she literally goes from normal person to Lara Croft and you're like hmm but then you can kind of pull yourself back into the the claustrophobia of it but that's the thing though I didn't think I was claustrophobic until I watched that film and then now and now now I see like a tunnel or like because like when I was a kid I used to go like like I don't know how I didn't die and stuff living in Rye like so there's not many <laughs> tunnels and uh, like things we used to climb in or climb through like there was a tunnel that used to be sewage water that used to go from one area to, to the beach and like literally if you slipped you were dead because it would have like say we used to climb through it I don't know how we'd like say um, if, if your parents are watching I'm sorry actually <laughs> but um, now if, you, if, if I look into a tunnel because I watched that film I get like I can't it just freaks us out like even if you look going through like tight spaces it, I, I get short of breath and thing. It's just that film was like so well done, but because it scared us, yeah. and that's the thing. And the people, the, the the monsters in it as well, like the eyes, like that's always used to stay with you. So yeah, good. Such a monster that I wish would be used more, like that style of monster. Anyway, like that. Mm. Oh, you just can't quite make out, but you can kind of see something. Oh, I love that. I really enjoyed that film. I've got a question for you two then. What was the first horror film you two watched? Can you remember Ooh, watching? Yep. Um, um, Jaws. 
But is that a monster movie or is that a horror yes. film? It's, it's the same thing. Fucking I'd terrifying. say it's scared us. I wouldn't go in the water again for it. Probably uh, <laughs> um, the first horror film, like actual horror horror was probably The Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, mine was probably Freddy just because mm. I've had this conversation many times on this podcast, but I have a friend who literally had everything. Like I got into Elvira at the age of six because she showed us the video of it. Um, and But she was the one who always had the dodgy tapes, uh, the mm-hmm. ones that we weren't allowed to watch. No, actually, that's <laughs> such a lie. It wasn't Freddy. It was it was Dolly Dearest. Oh, absolutely no there's so many people that do not know that film that mm. film had rip torn in it didn't it yep yes. and uh not enough to air <laughs> to this day my sister i'll tell you a story about the film i had a sleepover for one of my birthdays i must have been about maybe 10 12 something like that and my little sister was two years younger than me and we used to have these clowns that we used to put our pajamas in because you know 80s oh my and, god uh, i remember that <laughs> yes yeah. so you- and uh <laughs> We were watching uh, for the for the uh, sleepover. We were watching. There's about six of us in the front room watching Dolly Dearest because you know you could go to the shop. What? And my my mum allowed you to do that <laughs> back in the day. You went with a note, didn't you? My mum said I can have that, and the video man went, "Yeah, all right then." And uh, uh, so yeah, your mum used to do that for packets of fags. So I meet. Was... <laughs> <laughs> so we watched it, and my sister took one of those clowns. And she pretended to march it around the corner, but because we couldn't see my sister, it looked like the clown had come to life and come around Mint. the corner. And that film, to this day, is like an ongoing joke because we screamed and ran away because we were girls and it was a sleepover, you know. Um, and my poor mum, I think she was asleep at the time. She weren't after that. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> to this day, that is like one of the, it's... like, family jokes about that mm-hmm. film. I, can, no, I, I can't. I can't dare say it was the first one I ever saw. Probably, it probably was Freddy, but Dolly Dearest will be the one that sticks in my head because it's the one that really scared us. Like, I had to mm. sleep in my parents' room because my sister wasn't around at the time. I had to sleep in my parents' room for months upon end. I have never, ever owned baby dolls, <laughs> ever. I have never owned dolls. The only dolls I own are the ones that I have up on here because I'm an adult now and I can accept <laughs> that. But when I was younger, I, I've never owned dolls. Action mm-hmm. figures have been my best friends because they're tiny and they're not huge and they're not going to murder me in the middle of the night. <laughs> and ironically, as an adult, Child's Play became one of my favourite films. I actually, But I never, I could never bring myself to watching it. It wasn't because it was a killer doll. It was yeah. just the fact it was a doll. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was it. Not killer, just a doll. <clears throat> could never do it. No, I, I think I've told this story about Jaws many a times. Like with us living like in the northeast and Sunland being near the beach, and watching that for the first time, and you, me parents, you, me mum used to take us to Roker Beach like during the summer holidays just to get like so the like, so she didn't have to look after us and like say like go well, to the beach, like, child, play with the beach, play with the other kids, and she'll <laughs> sit with she'll sit with other parents and talk and shit. Um, and I wouldn't go in the water for at least a good year after watching that movie so i <laughs> yeah. I, I i i always say jaws is is one of the scariest movies that that ever yeah, was and um, there was even a short time it, it scared us from going in the bath i thought all water could potentially have it ever shocking and um, that's how that's how young i was when i watched it as well but like i said i think being back at the age we were like and, and the time there were our parents were a little bit more liberal and what to let kids watch them days. Yeah, mine must have been really fucking laid back because the amount of shit that I used to watch, I'm mm. surprised. Like, to be honest, I would never really tell them. The only time they ever knew that I watched something is that 
I shouldn't is when I got scared and Dolly Dearest being one of them and Silence of the Lambs being the other. And that was just a a massive, shouldn't I was at a sleepover and me and my friend had gone downstairs and our dad was watching Silence of the Lambs. And I was like, oh my God, this is interesting. I like horror movies. What's going on here? And he introduced me to the world of cannibals. <laughs> <laughs> and um, to this day, I still, Silence of the Lambs is one of my favorite films. I absolutely adore it. I have like signed pictures on my wall behind us of the cast and everything. And I still, to this day, I still, I can't do cannibals. I just, I I don't expect you to do with them, but. No, like I can't watch anything. I can't, any, (laughs) I can't watch anything. I can't watch documentaries on them. I can't, what, it's just, it's far too fucking real for us. Like yeah. really real. Like it's how my nephew felt when he watched Shaun of the Dead and got freaked out. And I'm mm. pissing me size laughing, going, How could he get scared of this? And it wasn't until I realized that it was a zombie film in England. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's and that's home. And yeah. he recognized like the streets look familiar and it really freaked him out. But now mm. I totally get like I, it's real and that's what so, cannibals are. They are real. So throwing the question back at you, Dan, what was the first horror movie you saw? Um, the burning. Ah, now, well, now, the scissors is that right? The the shears, yeah. It was yeah. The, <laughs> it was hot on the tails after Friday the Thirteenth. It was like all oh, camp slasher movie must get some out quick. This one was such a success, we've got to get another one out. And it was ridiculous. I just remember being about eight or nine and laughing all the way mm-hmm. through it. And all the, uh, the, the I think I watched it with. My mum's best friend's kids, Kirsty and Stephen, and Stephen and my sister were best friends. So there was like four of us. Bearing in mind, we must have been between the ages of eight and 12, somewhere along that line. And all mm. four of us just sat there and were like. Wasn't that one of the video nasties as well? Wasn't it banned for a few years or something? It was, yeah. <clears throat> um, but I would say as a kid, the one that affected me the most mm-hmm. was Nightmare on Elm Street 1, where Freddie... It was nothing like none of the slashing, none of her bouncing around the ceilings, none of that. It was the bit where he came out above her bed. bed, yeah. And the stretchy bit, like, because mm. I had that wall that was white mm. right above my bed. And yeah. I was convinced <laughs> he was going to do it. T- please tell us you didn't have a crucifix there as well. <laughs> no. That's no. where he was coming, though, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> I'm trying to think as well, like because uh, I, I did put in me top five horror films that wasn't including a slasher, just because it did scare us as a kid, and I think it's still scary now. Was The Witches, the Roald Dahl one? I think that again, like with kids films back in the day, you look like watch, watch that, like it's not scary, but like things like um, Lamb Before Time, um, All Dogs Go to Heaven, and stuff like that oh, were quite uh, quite intense. That thing, but uh, I remember the witches absolutely terrorized. But like I said, because it was quite close to the what Roald Dahl wrote as well. Like that, the idea yeah. of having the fo- photograph on the wall and getting possessed in the photograph from people watching your age, nothing you can do. <laughs> it was, like I said, that <laughs> premise is just terrifying. It's haunting. Honestly, it's absolutely haunting. It really is. We used to, when we were at school, going back, like I think it might have even been juniors or infant school, whatever they are called these days, I don't know. But, mm. um, we were in juniors or infants and, and they let us read like all of the uh, Roald Dahl films. So we had the Twits, we had Witches. I remember George's Marvelous Medicine and they have banned that from being read in schools, I heard, because he mixes what? ketamine. He puts ketamine <laughs> in it with uh, lead-based paint and all this sort of stuff. So they're scared that the kids are going to replicate okay. it and think it's okay. And uh, 
But that George is amazing. Wilder's Medicine was such a messed up book. If you go back and read it now, it's like that kid would have died. One smell of that would have killed him. Not alone like one mouthful of that stuff. It's just oh. it was crazy. I still remember the Rick Neal Jack and Rory that did it for the dream. Yeah. Uh, like the, I, th- I think it's still on YouTube. You can find it. Like his reading of it was absolutely one of my favorite things I've ever uh, I've seen like to date. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, I love it. <clears throat> Just realised the time there. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, we are kicking on. Yes. Um, I just want to get your thoughts on one thing because my I have two favourite films and any in any list these two will never change. The rest of them could just depend on how I feel, but these two won. Ghostbusters is one, right? And The Exorcist is the second, right? How do you feel about The Exorcist? I actually like it. Um, I. I think the problem people have with it is they go in with so much expectation because yeah. of the um, history, shall we say, that it had, you know, like in the 70s, the people passing out in the theatres. Yeah. Uh, they'd never seen anything like it, you know, and it was the suspense, thriller, suspense, thriller, suspense, thriller, horror. You know, mm-hmm. it, it had all three elements all the way through and it did such a good job of building up the the storyline from everything being a girl playing an innocent board game with a ghost, with a demon, you know. Innocent. Then, well, at the time, Ouija boards <laughs> were At the time it game. was. It was. Yes. Yes. So <laughs> done, done by, was it Mattel or Kenna? Mattel. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Mattel. And so technically it's a, a girl playing an innocent, you know, game of Ouija with a demon that she thought was just something that Captain was very Captain innocent. Howard. Haven't he? And then it goes on and on and on and on. And you think to yourself, oh, something's happening. And you always think to yourself, it's just about to get there. And then it pulls back. Mm. So you never quite get that big until you get the shock factor moments in her possession. Mm. And it's like William Blatty, when he wrote it, he based it on that real life exorcism. Um, Annalise. um, Oh, gosh. Annalise. Oh, we could be here all night, but it's the German girl who had the exorcism. Well, there's that one. And also there was an exorcism... It was a little boy. A little boy uh, yeah. in America somewhere. And yeah. he'd taken people's experiences and tried to put them into a book. And when you read the book, I love the book, but physic- mm. like seeing that movie with your eyes is a whole different mm-hmm. thing to imagining it when you're reading the book. Um, because yeah. you've, when you're reading the book and you've not seen the film, you don't know what you're looking at. You don't know how to create some yeah. of those moments. And you see that film. And the bit with the the cross, the bit where she actually, um, where the, she goes up on the bed, and mm-hmm. then when Jason Patrick's dad gets thrown out the window, you know, you, you're just like, holy That's shit! That's Jason Patrick's dad. Yes, yeah. Father Damien Garris. Yes, yeah. Fuck off! No, honestly, <laughs> Google, Google that I shit. I thought I knew everything about that film. My God, okay. But yeah, and and it's like it just it holds that element of surprise right up until the last minute because you're like they won't kill him off. Why would they do that? And then they they do, and it's like it's not a spoiler yeah. if you haven't seen it for crying out loud. It's forty something years old. No, but, no, we know, don't we don't we don't worry. We don't, about we don't hold either. nothing for spoilers <laughs> unless it's really fresh, <laughs> like yeah. Black Panther, which I've not yes. seen. Um, but trying to be nice about things. Yeah, it is one of it is my favorite film of all time. It has find it absolute perfection even though i'm not scared of it i can still see this the scary elements to it i can see the psychological part of it i can see the practical effects in there i yeah. can 
watch uh, many documentaries which I have done because um oh god what's his name he's a reviewer Keo oh what's his name I can't think of his name he does he's a film critic and he it's his perfect film is The Exorcist and just I can watch all these documentaries and still I'll still go and watch the film just as it is and find something completely new about it Mm. that I've not noticed before yeah I've had this conversation before I was always underwhelmed just because I think as I said the legend or everything that came before Mm. it was one of them ones where it was the video nasty that was banned for so long so when we actually Mm. got it even though the first version was cut to bits there was a lot of stuff that they put back in but I always prefer the story behind the Exorcist and the legend that came with it to the actual movie. But again, I know when we reviewed it, I went back and watched and tried to think of the positives. So I, I did say, like, I wasn't just saying, <laughs> I don't like this film. I don't think this is shit. Um, <clears throat> but like I say, because that's what we, when we try and do these reviews, we always try and think of the positives. Because like, we stopped letting the group decide because they made us do Orgasmo once and that was just um, no. interesting. <laughs> We had to be nice because we do. We have a general rule of thumb. We're trying to keep the toxicity out of fandoms. So to shit on something is just it's allowing that toxicity or allowing that behavior to be welcomed, and that's not what we're trying to do. And then also, the end of the day, there's a lot of hard work goes behind movies Mm -hmm. and TVs and such. So we don't like to shit on them. But doing orgasmo was incredibly fucking difficult. But, um, really difficult. I'd say it's <laughs> similar to how you run your page as well. Like yeah. similar, to, we have similar rules on the group. Like I, I love yours. Is just don't be a dick. And that, Number one just, rule: yeah. just don't be a dick. It's not a difficult thing. You make that choice the minute you type mm-hmm. something or you say something. You make that choice that you're purposefully going to be a dick. And mm-hmm. you know, is it necessary? Just ask yourself two questions. Did that yeah. question before? Is it necessary for me to really type this? Is it? Mm-hmm. Nah. Then don't bother. Lovely. Crack on. Yeah. You know. Um, but I always invite people on the page. If you don't like something, that's cool. You don't have yeah. to. All, nobody mm-hmm. has to agree with anybody else. But give me a valid reason, reason as yeah. to why you don't. So you can be a grown up and have a chat about it. Yeah. Know? I don't but, prove to I don't think I'm going to change anybody's mind. I'm not here to say you're wrong. Mm-hmm. You must yeah. like it. I just yeah. like to see what other people's opinions are about things. Yeah. So. No, yeah. I, I agree wholeheartedly. Um, <clears throat> like I said, as you said, what adults and that conversation is in is is one of the reasons why we started Nerdy Up the North is because I like I said that was the conversation I was missing. I couldn't go in the pub and have that conversation with friends about stuff you like and stuff we don't like. Um like I say I looks I like some horrendous films. Sam hasn't seen many films, so it's always That's it's the running joke. I've not and this is why I got really excited when I when someone mentioned a film I'd actually seen because <laughs> For for the fact I've done this for two years and I used to do YouTube before this, mm. I've not seen a lot of films. <laughs> and I have a list as long as my arm of yeah. films that I have not seen. And it's mm. embarrassing when I go through it. But yeah, because <clears throat> last week's episode, we did the Big Bang Theory. And again, the Big Bang Theory isn't for everyone. But as soon as we posted that we were doing the Big Bang Theory, you, you got all the, just... the people on saying... Uh, that's shit well tell us why it's shit or it's just shit yeah. well, uh, well have you watched it no so how do you know it's, how do you know yeah. it's shit oh it's a negative view on nerd culture I was good but why is it a negative and then like I say it just it snowballs but that that's the thing as I said when it comes to opinions everyone's got one and I don't mind yeah. like I said that's why I, I, I like Dave 
when he did post something, because he'll say, oh, I didn't like something, but he'll tell you why he didn't like something. Yeah, he'll back Even it if, up, if, he'll have a conversation if, with you. Yeah, like say one of my best friends, Kev, who comes on the page, he just normally says something dog shit, so I've stopped trying to even engage in conversations now, because he just, like say, he'll, but if you did ask him about it, he'll at least tell you why, and that that's that's the thing. But it's it's, it's the ones that where they try and think it's cool to not like something just to, to fit in. Like say I'm a big yeah. fan of Twilight, <laughs> I'll I'll laugh and joke about. It. I'll watch Twilight, um, and that's like say one of my crosses I'll bear for the rest of my life. But, <laughs> but people always I'll like, carry like, that with me. <laughs> but people like to say like they say oh Twilight shit. Well, have you watched Twilight? No, but I just know it's shit. Why do you know it's shit? Even though like I say it is shit, but I like it because it's shit. <laughs> I think it's one of those things where a fandom gets so carried away with something it makes it mm-hmm. better for the fans than it. It's about the community of the film rather than the actual films. Because mm-hmm. you look at the fandom, just taking the Big Bang, for example, right? They're saying it's a negative view on nerdom. But I tell you something, they brought nerds to the forefront. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't yeah. for them, people who are like, uh, I'm trying to think of all their names, but, the, the, you know, astrophysicists, um, string theory, the theory of relativity, they bought things that... Mm-hmm none of us are really taught because you have to be a genius level mathematician mm-hmm. to know what string theory is, but they brought these things into the modern day conversation. Oh yeah, of course. Cause he's a string theorist. We don't yeah. know what that is, but we know that he does that in that fit in that program. Therefore he must be really clever. And then you think to yourself, okay, well, if he knows that he must be really clever. Therefore he's really good at what he does. So he must be really cool. So it brought nerd culture mm-hmm. in a different light for a lot of people as well. And yeah, okay. They are your atypical nerds, but, it doesn't matter. But they were so unapologetic about it. Exactly. It made you feel better that that they like I explained last week on the podcast that I was introduced this because my husband is a massive nerd and I wasn't. I'm, I was very much into my music. I was incredible. I'm an alternative. I'm an alternative. I am alternative. <laughs> um, and uh, he introduced it to me to be like, just because you're one thing, it doesn't mean that you don't have to love what you used to love because yeah. I was starting to get back. I was starting to get into comics. I was starting to, you know, really miss the fact that, you know, me, me, what, what's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> oh my God. Why are my words failing me today? <laughs> it can be um, accepting for anything and like, yes, just be you. Uh-huh. Like exactly. Uh-huh. So you like the fact that you, you know, as a child, you loved your figures, Well, you can still do that now. Mm-hmm. You can still be that person you were back then. And that's how he sold it to me. And that's why Big Bang will always have a massive place. And I'm still watching it right now. <laughs> we I started it last Sunday before we did the podcast. I'm on season five now. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Everybody's free to like what they like. It's There's no rules to say that you can't like what you like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the and accepting of, it. It's, but that's the beauty of being an individual. You know, I like mm. things that you're going to not like. And then... <laughs> You know, that's fine because that's what makes us different. My Kindle's just turned on by itself. So the big question now, because I know we've like we've talked yeah, so we've been up for a while, but um so what's next for like say you Dan, what's next for the Blade and Marvelous? What like what's the plans to go forward? Because I know as you, as you said, you're getting into TikTok and being down with the kids and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, selling it all and moving to an island with just one house on, probably. No, I, I don't know. <laughs> I <laughs> All I can do is try my best. I mean, for mm-hmm. me, it's 
from how I started the business to how you have to promote businesses now has changed so dramatically. Mm-hmm. I I have to find ways where we're going to fit in the new market. You mm-hmm. know, there's a place for everybody, but you've just got to find it. Yeah. And uh, we know we've got the people that want to buy our goods. We know that we sell stuff that people want. And we know we mm-hmm. get to the right shows for people to see those things. But it's mm-hmm. just the whole media, social media side of it that... yeah. That's going to need a bit of working on, but if anybody's got any ideas, help. Well, certainly, like I said, that's that's hopefully what, like, say, you guys can, like, what we can do as well is like help each other because we're trying to grow. No, we're not not selling anything or no. we're selling ourselves and selling our souls. Sell my soul. <laughs> um, you can we have it. To, we are trying to expand uh, and grow them. and grow things. Like, because I think with us, it kind of blew up so quickly it was hard to take in or what to do because most people we speak to like like youtube channels have only got 100 subscribers and we've already got like over a thousand yeah and like say of the facebook group that's grown on a daily day basis so it's just like trying to capitalize or not capitalize is the wrong word but trying to engage and move with the times and try and see what the next step is for us because we want to like say keep on progressing and yeah. like I said, this is like one of the ideas as well is to reach out to like say nerdy businesses or nerdy people in the nerd culture yeah. to try and um, like say build a, like that relationship if that makes sense. Yeah, it's yeah. to build through community, um, yeah. and I feel like I've found my soul sister. <laughs> so oh, run, run, just run. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you telling Sammy that because by all means, no, 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 no. I don't run unless I'm being chased. I can't be Sam, bothered. So Sam just gets attached and she never lets go. I will never let go. <laughs> yeah, we've known each other far too long. <laughs> Twenty odd years. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, eventually, I mean, I'd like to be one of the you know go to places in the UK for people to think, oh horror, oh yeah, or mm-hmm. you know that thing that I saw once from that film that was back in the 80s and she's got something from them yeah and they sell it there oh yeah we'll go there you know that the idea was always eventually to take bleeding marvelous into a full-time job you know mm-hmm. have the warehouse do the do the big website pull do you know things like that but realistically people slowly cotton on to the fact that horror sells there's a huge yeah. fandom Mass- so you have to be careful where you where you put yourself with the things that you sell because you can quickly fall into selling the same shit as everybody else. Yeah. Not shit, but you know what I mean? <laughs> no, I know, same, yeah. Selling the same items and selling the same things and you're not setting yourself apart and you're not putting yourself at a different place. I and um, that. That's what I always strive to. I will sit for three hours scrolling through wholesale websites trying to find things that I don't see when I'm walking around to sh- conventions because mm-hmm. with no disrespect to any of the other vendors, but... I see the same guys all the time because we are yeah. lucky enough to be a good community that all work together when we go yeah. to these shows. But I don't want to be selling the same as those. We all sell Funkos because God forbid they sell. You know, I would make the choice never to sell another Funko in my entire life if they didn't sell because I yeah. hate transporting them. I hate taking them with me, but they sell. So until the day they stop selling, we're going to sell mm-hmm. them. But um, other than that, I try my best is to find random shit that nobody else has so that we can be those people that go, Mm -hmm. Oh, did you see that? Did you see that? They've got that. And and I've slowly started to notice now, like on for the love of horror page, when they're looking for certain items, they go that, that store that had that thing. And it's us they're talking about, which is great because 
we're getting that, you know, we're being remembered, yeah. so to speak, for the items that we sell. Not necessarily our name, but, you know. Well, I'm going to be stalking the shit out of you when I go to conventions <laughs> from now on. Don't know I don't you should be scared, is... scared or not there. <laughs> yeah, but I know what you mean by it, and especially, like, for someone who goes to, and I work them, but I also, you know, attend the floor. And there is just booth after booth of same, 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 same. So I am looking for the different, yeah. the unique. Mm-hmm. So I love that you, you're trying to set yourself apart from that. And it's not to say that what everybody else is selling oh, is rubbish because no. I know these guys are just hard. They work just as hard yeah. as us. And a lot of them, it's their full-time job. So I get offended for them when I see people, oh, God, all people sell at these things is the same old shit. And it's like, hang on a minute. This is these people's livelihoods. These people spend yeah. time collating. And, and, you know, the only problem is you do get your newbies that come in thinking they know everything and they mm. have literally just... <laughs> technically ripped off other people's setups and and because they know it works because they stood there they've watched it work and, and you think, can well, tell I can do that. and you can tell you can and, tell if you're a congo you can tell and it's sad to see because it, it sort of dilutes it for those guys that have mm. been on the scene for so long and and mm-hmm. it always makes me sad because like i say there's that community as well as the community i've created i hope i've created on my page you have yeah. the community of all the traders and everybody's got everybody's back it's such a it's such a change this this proves how nerds and weirdos and geeks do sit well together because there is no competition we are all in a place where even if you're selling something very similar or the same as another one you'll go what price point have you got that at all right okay we won't we won't differ we'll keep it as same similar as we can you know because we don't want one to go out with the out you you know outdo Mm -hmm. the other or put themselves in a situation where they look ridiculous or you're underselling there yeah. tries to be this this really good community, and and it's so nice to see now that more and more people are sort of joining that yeah. way of thinking, and and mm. and that's about as serious as I'm going to get. But yeah, it's that. Oh, I love it. It. No, good. I love it's it. It's good. it's good to hear. It's good to hear because as as you said, that that's similar to what we were trying to create. Like, not like I'll be honest, I had no idea what what we were creating. But as soon as something was going the way it was, it's just then. Like say trying to build on that and get more yeah. people involved and like I said, getting yourself like like this is the first time we've spoken face to face other than through chat through Facebook yeah. and we've managed to have a conversation for two hours without any any awkward silences. Never yeah, have that's, them. <laughs> I lo- and I love that. I I generally when I push this idea onto Paul Brucely, mm-hmm. by the way, um, <laughs> I had no idea what I wanted to do with it. I just know mm-hmm. I, I knew I wanted to talk. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I love talking. And I love talking about things that make us happy and that everyone else is happy about too. And, oh, I, I just love talking. That's what we can tell, but that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> not ashamed but, uh, of it. Yeah. I've never said you should be. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that, that's the thing. It's it's nice to hear that there's like, say that, that behind it as well. But um, I, I think, as I said, you, you're doing something right. As you remember... I, I found your booth one time, Com- Comic Con, a few years ago, and followed your page for many years. And as you said, there is me- members in the group in the Northeast that do follow your page. Like I, I see people's names pop up, post on the pages on your page as well, which again blows my mind. And again, not to sound like a fanboy as well, and I, you don't know how much a <laughs> mender is when, like, see so you join the group and not just join, but you contribute as well from time to time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you might you might not you might not post all the time or like 
anything, but it is noticed by me. I know it sounds strange and stalkerish, but it just validates for like what we're doing a little bit as well. So thank you. No, honestly, I'm just a person. That's the thing that people fail to to remember when they follow cages and follow groups. Oh yeah, I, I, I understand just, that. <laughs> we're not invisible. We're not. Yeah. We're real people, and if you ask us a question, we are going to get upset if it's uh, we, we have emotion I mean I don't have I have limited emotions because that switch goes well and truly off sometimes but mm-hmm. oh god that's something I wish I could learn I've got all the emotions and I've shown them every time on this podcast do you know what the best thing to do is and I always find tackle them with kindness because they never know what to do with that shit they always yep. go in trolls with the expectation that they're going to cause a riot or cause a cause a, a situation or a, a, something like that and with their something they'll say something so you go back to them and you just be as nice as pie to them and crack a joke and then if they're still persistent i just i then just tell them that they obviously live in their mum's basement or something you, oh. you know, it, <laughs> it, it, it then just gets to the point where you're just like i'm not going to shout uh-huh. at you but if you're going to keep that shit up we can play two can play that game you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, look, to be fair like we're, we've been quite lucky as well with the community yeah, we've, we've been have. really fortunate um, i think we've only got like about 60 people banned from like having about 7,000 members as well. Yeah. And, and yeah. normally, and I'll be honest, most of the people that are banned are people that I've known in my private life and they thought they can get away with stuff that yeah. probably other people couldn't. And like I say, that's a, like, say, as you said, people don't realize, as you said, you're a person as well. So things do affect. But yeah. Uh, but yes, this, like I said, this, as, as I said, I was only expecting to have a conversation for about an hour, an hour and a half. So you've, we've done well. So we're... <laughs> we've really got to have you back on for a proper top five, like proper get into a top five with us. Uh, yeah, I'll come on again. Yeah. The top five. Jesus, you're going to kill me with that one. But yes, <laughs> give me advance warning and I can have a mental episode Absolutely. trying to get it. Oh, do. Maybe do a music <laughs> one for you there, because I know you said you were passionate about your music. So we'll do like to do. Um, we do things but, that would be, we're not going to like spur something on you that you're not interested in. So you have to find a top five in that. <laughs> I, uh, anime. There you go. That's something I'm not in. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't. Um, so. I would have to get my husband to come and sit and do the podcast because I haven't got a freaking yeah. clue. <laughs> I know small, small, tiny little bits mm. or Magic the Gathering. That's something else I don't know anything about because oh. somebody people come up and ask me the questions at the cons and I'm like, I know garbage pail kids. That's yes. that's the limit to my trading cards knowledge. If someone I'm, wants I, to. Yeah, if someone wants to come and explain it to us, that and Warhammer, I'll be happy to have. I'll be happy to listen, but I just do not understand it. That's why we have a team because we've got people who are experts in anime in the team. Thanks. We've got people who are, like who are experts <laughs> in uh, like card games and Dungeons and Dragons and stuff like that. Jake, so, <laughs> all and, of them, Jake. <laughs> yeah, so so that's that's a nice little thing with him. But um, it's been a like a proper pleasure having you on. So thank you, thank you for coming I've had on. So much fun. Thank you so much. Yeah, Thank got, you for having a, me. You've got a little fangirl and Sam following you now as well. <laughs> I'm harmless, really. It's all right. I've had worse. Honestly, you're fine. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> no, it's, it's honestly, it's been nice. And that's and that's quote of the, of the podcast I've had worse. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, it's been it's been really nice. It's nice that it's been so relaxed. So yes. yes. Yeah. We can't get any more relaxed. Don't worry. <laughs> no. I can. I'll lie down on my pillow. Oh. oh yay! Uh, we used I to let that. people. We used to let people drink on the podcast, but that went badly once, so we're not talking about that. <laughs> oh, <thank you. laughs> yeah. but anyway, so um, Sunday. That's, yep, that's we are back on one. Sunday. 
Yep, we've got. Uh, we're not talk- doing a top five on Sunday, but we are talking about our our favorite end world end, ending end, end of the world end, movies. End of the world, world's yeah, ending. So, so I think Jake, Kev, and Grant. Oh, is it Kev, Grant, and Graham? So that's going to be an interesting one. So wonder if Graham's going to be in drag. So. <laughs> oh, it's always it's always one of those moments when his camera's turning on. Is it going to yeah. be Graham or is it going to be Drag Graham? We don't know. It'll be fun to find out. <laughs> oh, yes. But uh, if you're not following already, please go on to Facebook and just type please. in Bleeding Marvelous. It is pretty easy to find as well. Um, like I said, I put a, descript- a link on the, the, uh, in the description of this podcast for the website as well. But um, I have been pretty much sharing the link to the Facebook page on most of my posts. I've been promoting this podcast, so hopefully people will find it. Uh, but yes, follow us on Nerdy Up North Community, uh, Instagram, shitty TikTok. Uh, <laughs> I'm too old yes. for that shit. Uh, That's why you don't um, run it. <laughs> uh, and uh, Instagram as well. So yes. Um, and anything you want to add there, Sammy? No, um, I'll do all my my little finishings on Sunday. But thank you so much for coming on the show, Dan. Thank you. No worries. Thanks for having me. No problem. Anything you want to finish off with there, Dan? Uh, Cabin in the Woods is the best of the end of the world movies. Excellent. Ah, very good point. Boys will come up, (laughs) yes. Um, So same bat time, same bat channel. Stay nerdy, everyone. Bye. Bye.